You're my little churchy face, my coochie, coochie, woochie, little churchy face. Every time I look at you, I sigh. Your churchy, woochie nose, your churchy, woochie eyes, they set my heart a flutter. Your oochie coochie rays, your oochie coochie gaze wilts me down like melting the bottom. You're my little choochy face, and you're my teddy bear. Together, Together we're a choochie-woochie-oochie-coochie. It's Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live. Garage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to Life in the Garage. Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said O-R-I-A-M. That's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody. This is Conan Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, what's your favorite radio station? Live from the garage. What kind of cycle walks into this shit? Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound feet! It's gonna ever keep me down. Live from the garage. I saw The Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake! I have a great story. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? John Hulan, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a sentiment I can agree with. Oh, yeah. Hey. Sick of the beating. You guys won't have <clears throat> you guys won't have John Houlihan to push around anymore. Whatever that means. Sorry. <laughs> Don't start the show? All right. Hold on. Let's wait a minute. Intro. Now we can start. Ryan's, Ryan's here. You ready, Ryan? Hey, right. Ryan. Isn't it start the show. Time for somebody- How's it going, Ryan? Do my warm-ups. Yeah. <laughs> me, me, me. <laughs> Look, the whole freaking gang is la, here. La, 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 la. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. I got uh, Ryan Collison, Tommy Rockstar, Brian Musicoff, Patrick Walsh. Tommy Rockstar showing up before the show starts. What the fuck is that? I don't know yeah. what's happening. Something know, in the I, water. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting twist. We had the barrage. Paper. And now here's the news. <laughs> a lot of news. A lot of news. <clears throat> He's been lobbying to open the show with that. <laughs> Traditionally, I... it's a closing bit. <laughs> Welcome back to Live from the Barrage here on Radio Nope. We're excited to be here. I've taken my two-hour nap as uh, the norm now for my Fridays. Does it do you any good? Yeah, I feel refreshed, but it definitely I wake up a little too late and am not prepared for the show. <laughs> or does the nap put you in a groggy, a groggy state of mind? All night? Yeah, I, when I first get up, I'm, I'm like pissed off and grumpy. <laughs> And then it takes you like an hour and a half to get out of it. It takes you an hour and a half to get into your regular pissed off and grumpy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should just do the show as soon as I wake up and be like, ah, you know what I hate? I'm Mexicans. I'm angry. This guy I work with listens to this uh, 
like local talk radio every morning. I hope he's not Mexican, and I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh, these guys. you got to hear these guys on whatever choochy channel it's on, like, you know, WOR. So it's Len Berman and some other chooch. Oh, his name is Chris Chris Schnitt. I don't know. No, I think the guy's name is Todd. Is it? Yeah. These two two freaking jerks. They're on there. It's just like there's no local, real like uh, local news anymore on the regular radio. That's why he listens to it. But it's like, ugh, these guys just go on and they have no idea what they're talking that's about. You t- realize how stupid everyone is when you hear these people talk. That's why TRNN needs its own news right now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you also shaved your face like a baby's bottom. I did shave my choochie face. <laughs> I did. I, I was at work today and I was just like just sweating like crazy on top of some crazy steam line. And my boss decided that uh, we needed to tighten up this flange today. On, oh, yeah. Fifty feet in the air, and I'm sweating my ass off, and I just got sick of everything and shaved my beard. Wow, your at, face looks like Brian's in protest. Head. Did you shave it at work? Yeah, yeah. He, oh, he's yeah. walking around the lobby of uh, Lincoln Air, and it's just a towel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I shaved on my lunch break. Sure, why not? As uh, you would. I didn't eat lunch. Okay. Take a shave. That's why we got a locker room with a shower and stuff. <laughs> the, in the three S's. Yeah. It's like a flying J truck stop. I would like to thank Brad Weisenberger and his incredible uh, show filling in for Tree Void on Tree Void's preemptive strike, which you could hear at 7 p.m. Eastern before the show every Friday night here on Radio No. Thank you. Good job, Brad. An old rap show from Brad, not surprisingly. Yep. Lots of public enemy, NWA, uh, things of this nature, Kendrick Lamar, and uh, I will be listening to that at my soonest convenience, because I, I obviously can't listen to the show while I'm getting ready for my show. It just <laughs> doesn't happen. It's like when when another band is, is you, you know, you're like, hey, man, did you see us? And you're the band that's going on after. You can't, you know, you have to well, be getting your, tuning your guitar. Yeah, you're the talent. Getting ready. You know, things like this. So, uh Things of this nature. uh, Things of this nature. So hopefully Brad will send me a zip file, some kind of MP3 like Ryan did of his preemptive strike show. And I will listen to it at my leisure. I got to get in there, do my own show, the uh, Tommy Archer Power Hour. (laughs) Yeah, man. uh, A lot of guys, you know, need filling in. You know, not everyone can do it every week. Not everyone has the wherewithal or the balls to to do a uh, one-hour pre-taped show. And not no one has the balls to do a three and a half hour live show every single week, <laughs> except for live from the barrage. Let's right, hear it for right. us. Let's yeah. hear it for yeah. us. Balls. Champions. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, we have a very exciting show for you today. Uh, of course, uh, Jason Narducci calling in at nine p.m. Do you know who Jason Narducci is, Ryan? Well, I'll tell you. He's the bass player. <laughs> Let him t- answer. Um, yeah, the, no, the <laughs> bass player of the Bob Mold Band. Jason Narduce. Jason Narduce. He's been around the block. He's in the Super Chunk. He was in Verboten when he was like nine. <laughs> he's the Tommy Simpson of indie rock. He yeah. is uh, the inspiration for Dave Grohl making music, so we can thank him for that. <laughs> uh, he's a bit in a million things. He's, you know, he's in a band with, uh, I never realized that he was in the, that band with uh, Helen Money. Mm-hmm. They were a band for so long, and I love yeah, Helen Money. She's great. She you, know, up, you, know up, my you know what my favorite solo uh, Bob Mould is? What's that? Out of Your Life. That's I don't know that one. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's I'm, a great tune. Some Black Sheets of Rain. Isn't oh, it? it's the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Oh, I thought you were going to say like uh, the album, like Workbook or Black Sheets of Rain. Isn't there another one? Isn't there another weird one? That's the only song on yeah. the album. Yeah. It's a bunch so, of them. Yeah, yeah, there's the Dog and Pony Show. Right, that's the one I was thinking of, because I was listening to it on Pandora today at work. He put out a couple of very... A very weird, like, dancey ones. Because, you know, he got very into dance, the dance music culture and DC and shit. Right. So, yeah, one of the records took influence from that. Kind of mm-hmm. like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited about that for tonight. Bob's latest album is called Patch the Sky. You could get yeah, that at, at Merge Records. You know, just go to Merge Records and buy that thing. It's on vinyl, and, as, all, as all Bob's albums are. Yeah, and you, you guys know who's on it playing bass? Who's that? Jason Narducci. Oh, Jason Narducci. And also, of course, the famous and uh, lovely, lovely John Worcester, who we've had the pleasure of having he, on the He show. is lovely. He plays, he plays drums quite lovely. I'm actually going to see John Worcester in a couple of weeks at Barnes & Noble. He's doing a uh, spoken word book thing with our old guest, uh, Bob Mayer. Oh, that's Strand. funny you should mention that. Okay. I should also mention... Barnes or Strand? Uh, Strand, I'm sorry. Strand. sorry Strand. 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 I'm for plugs. <laughs> you go to Barnes & Noble, we'll go to Strand. We won't be there yet. <laughs> I'll be in Hoboken at that one. That's right. We'll, yeah. we'll plug our old friend Bob Meir, author of uh, Trouble Boys, the great replacements book. Bob Meir will be at appearing with John Worcester, like Tommy said. It's mm-hmm. the Strand Bookstore in New York City, Wednesday, June 18th. That's Wednesday, June 18th. I think it's 8th, but I'm not... I could be June 8th, 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 8th. Don't go on the 18th. No one will be there. Right. <laughs> You'll be like, where's the guy from Super Chunk? And then you... Just, you're, just go you to the Barnes & Noble. Right. It's like that stuff. fake Fugazi show that we all went to, and turns out it was a... It was, it was a, a Fugazi. It was a Fugazi. It was a Fugazi. A Fugazi. Yeah. So go see Bob Muir Wednesday, June 8th. With John Worcester at the Strand Bookstore in New York City. And if you're into doing things in order, you could see him on Saturday, June 4th. <laughs> I don't like doing things in order. That's in Hoboken. And there's going to be a live performance. I think there's going to be, uh, I don't know, balloons and uh, yeah, the games. We, we have our, our own guest, Jennifer O'Connor. Yeah, I believe is performing. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So go see Brian Music off in Hoboken That's with all these people. Three barrage guests. Sounds right like there. shit going on. I, I booked myself. Will I'm you just going to show up. Will you, are you going to show up to that, Brian? I'm going to talk, yeah. Uh, are you really going to go, no. though, as a yeah, fan? Yeah, of course I'll go as a fan. Brian, uh, that's at Little City Books in Hoboken, New Jersey. Right. I'm, I'm even going to go. I want to see if I can you get should. The, the highest Uber charge I've ever had. Walsh <laughs> 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 well, should going be for surprised. The you might be surprised how, how cheap it is. <laughs> Speaking of going for records, John, I was at uh, Coney Island uh, on, what was that, Wednesday. Right. And, uh, yeah, I got there. I was very upset that the uh, the cyclone wasn't open. I was out well, of season. Yeah. Uh, Memorial they, Day? Apparently it doesn't open for full time until like like the following day, I think they did limited hours, and then uh, today they started doing like full hours. That's so it'll be full hours bullshit. from here on in. But, um, <laughs> Pat Walsh at the beach. But I was, uh, I was uh, it was uh, <laughs> I the, can't lovely, the lovely Mr. and Mrs. Greg Pym picked me up mm-hmm. to bring there, and I was... Uh, what was I? I was uh, I was ruffling feathers the whole ride, saying that I was going to uh, beat my record of seven times in a row in the cyclone. And then I got there, and the wind was took right out of my sails. Uh, the cyclone was closed, and then uh, it made me think. It was closed. Wasn't there a roller coaster challenge that you were supposed to take, Mister Houlihan? Yeah, I did it. Uh-huh. I did Where? ride the cyclone. Mm. You did it. Yeah. Where's mm. the video? I have pictures. You don't remember when we first started the show? Uh, you're, the one has, you're the one that has to produce. Okay, for, I did. I the, showed you. I, ha- I got a picture from the thing. Pictures can be doctored. I want video. <laughs> I was on it. Yeah. Ask, ask my kids. They superimposed me. <laughs> yeah. Listen, all right, Neil Armstrong. Yeah. Me and you. Will, the kids. I say the kids are a whiz on. with Photoshop. Listen, I don't like. I don't like roller coasters that much either. I say this summer, me and you go on. We video it. Well, John was no. The, I already did it. I don't have to do it again. It's a How nightmare for me. One okay. time. All right. Are you afraid of roller coasters? Yes. That, okay, I understand. Okay. I hate them. Will, well, you go, will you go for eight with me? Eight, eight times? Yeah, that's right. In a row? I'm never yeah. going on that fucking can, thing again. No, but, <laughs> but you, you could, did it. You could skip right through. You right. Can, yeah, you I don't care. Right I don't want to be the price. half price guy. I don't want that. I don't want it <laughs> don't at want all. Mario, right. your ticket. Someone should pay me to go on that stupid thing. My back was killing me. <laughs> that I'll, roller coaster hurts. It hurts like hell. It hurts like hell. It hurts like hell. But you're not from New York unless you go on it. I did. I went on it already. Why is everyone Good. yelling at me? We're I went on it. How dare you? We're just I went saying on we're it. glad you went. That day, I went I went to Coney Island. I was walking down the boardwalk, and that was the day that the impractical jokers were filming us a, a bit on the boardwalk. Oh, yeah. make matters oh, yeah. worse. And that's when the cop guy uh, 
like you know made me move and like, I'm no know. cop guy. And then I some cop guy. <laughs> and then I went on the cyclone. Now, are you it afraid? Was terrible. Of, are you afraid of heights or it's just uh, the yeah, a little bit? No, it's just the I don't get anything out of it other okay. than being terrified. Uh, John's, yeah, a, John's a roller coaster to John is riding Thrills. in the back of a taxi. Right. Yeah, do you ever see me in a car? car? I don't. You know, human beings are meant to go that. over like ten miles an hour okay. on a horse. Maybe <laughs> if, if if the police yeah, ever need idea. like John Houlihan's fingerprints, they can just look at the oh shit handle in my van because <laughs> he's the only person who's ever touched it. I don't. I didn't get off it, and I'm like, wow, that was awesome. I'm like, I don't know, it sucked. I'm with you on that, buddy. Kids love. Did everybody here ever go on uh, lightning loops? Of course, I went on lightning loops. Well, of no. course, you went. Okay, it's the best. You know why not? I don't even know what that is. Didn't oh, it, it's, yeah. it's it was ridiculous. Is there yeah. fact? It, it, is it's it, nothing now though. Right now, with the roller coasters they have, everything's crazy. Right. Well, lightning loops is no must. It got way past me. I can't go on most of the stuff that <laughs> right. comes out I, anymore. I heard someone. You know, lightning loops was nothing other than a one giant loop where you do it once forward and once back. It's Six right. Flags Great Adventure. I thought lightning loops was a, uh, was, a bunny, loop. was a bunny Carlos drum clinic <laughs> <laughs> that, that you could you could use on your computer. VHS. Yeah. What's this one? Chuchi one out yeah. in the Midwest. Yeah. Well, let me use that 1962 Ludwig 24 inch <laughs> kick drum. Right now, Ryan, I heard at lightning loops someone brought an umbrella on. And while they were perfectly Choo-choo upside loops. down, they dropped it. And by the time the roller coaster came around, it had skewered someone on the pass back. Ah. Oh, why an umbrella? <laughs> right. a, hey, bro, scream. I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring a sword up there with me right. and drop it. See right. what happens. That's worse than the story of the woman who was scalped on the free fall, where her hair got stuck oh. in it as it dropped. Yeah, some guy yeah. died on the cyclone too by standing up, right? Because those th- those uh, those headers are pretty low. Don't stand up on the roller coaster, folks. Right. The thing for me is that just don't go on. Yeah. It's not even the the, uh, the getting dropped and getting twisted around, thrown around. I mean, I'm not crazy about that feeling you get in your stomach, but I could deal with it. If the you scream, it doesn't hurt. Is that shit popping open while you're upside right. down, going 80 miles an <laughs> right. hour? Right. Need that shit. Need Extreme you, trust in technology. I don't want to. First of all, I hate. I hate. That's, 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 that's the thrill. I told I, my roller coaster nightmare story on the air before, right? Oh boy. Oh yeah, yeah. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. That's not. See, that's why I don't go on those. I did that shit at Great getting, Adventure. It was horrible. Even getting stuck upside down for six hours, you know? Right. I hear about that <laughs> at least once a year. At least the blood is rushing to someplace else soon. for a change. All right. Well, right. if any listen- I don't need to go fast to if- be happy. I'm not five. Because it's cool. <laughs> if I tell you, look how I go fast. <laughs> look, look how fast I go. It's like flying. You don't like to fly? So you then- feel like flying. You feel no, like I don't fly? like to fly either. Right. I like to fly. Have any of so you guys You like to fly in a plane? No, but I do it anyway. Have any of you guys jumped out of an airplane? I'm never going to do that. No, hairdo has. Hell no. Has he? I prefer to stay. Inside of an airplane. There's a video. Of My wife's. I pay good green money to stay inside the right. aircraft. Uh, <laughs> fuck that. That's what I'm paying for. My wife's done it a couple of times. Really? She, she would do it again. Erica yeah. has sky has skydived. I'm only going to do it if my father does it. He actually met, about three years ago mentioned interest in it, and if he does it, then I'll go. Maybe. I'm probably going to fight myself on it and probably not fuck go. Fuck that noise. But yeah, in general, I really don't want to get involved. In what that if you have to all. take a leak? You just let it go. I'll go in, in the sky. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Holy cow. That's I'll like that guy that. in Vegas who peed on the crowd. That's yeah. You okay. You, I'll stick to the I'll cyclone. You, you stick to the right skydiving. Yeah. Worried about what happens in the air. Yeah. I, I can't even <clears throat> fathom, dude. I couldn't. I couldn't. No, I'm out with the roller coasters. I, I, you know, uh, that's one thing about the cyclone. I'm like, well, at least it doesn't go upside down. And first of all, the, I hate to belabor the point, as I did in probably show one of this program. But it's just a roller coaster on the fucking street. It's the weirdest thing you ever saw in your life. It is. It's I, like I don't the, trust it. You, you, yeah. It's not like in a park. In a theme park, it's just on a street you see, car. Like the My backs of people's like, houses and shit. Yeah. It's like while, yeah. while you're on it, there's actually like dudes with a skill saw, like 
down well, in the lot next to it, yeah. like fashioning new pieces <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, it, it's I all thought it would require more than that. It's mm. all made out of rickety wood, and you, it, that's kind of the appeal. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the beach where it's you know, the wood is getting hammered all day by salt water right, and right. rusty you bolts could, and shit. You could you could snap at any moment. Yeah. You ever see Somebody, a, somebody's any... opening a bar in Brooklyn right now that's made from castaways from the uh, oh, <laughs> from God. the cyclone. Like, right. This is old growth right, right. cyclone like wood. wood. Joe mm-hmm. Pepe is doing right. that. Yeah, you ever see uh, uh, any uh, hall? Uh, yeah, where his house, his childhood house, is underneath the cyclone. Yeah. How great is that? <laughs> <laughs> God. So I tried to surprise John with a new Caddyshack cutout, and they sent the wrong fucking guy. Yeah, I see that. They sent Ty Cobb, you know, Chevy Chase's douche. Ty Cobb? Uh, no, no, Ty, Ty Webb. <laughs> Ty Webb. Same shit. Well, we no, Ty actu- Webb. They actually sent Webb. Ty Cobb in a Ty jar. Cobb. <laughs> 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 well, I have one eye in the baseball game. Give me a break. So, Looks like we Chevy su- Chase has sweaty pits. We were supposed to get Judge Smalls, you know, Ted Knight's character. Yeah. Right, to go along with the Rodney cutout. Yeah. Well, now you get the now you're going to get them a third time, and they're going to have all three. No, I have room on, for all these stupid in here. So, so listeners, are you running out of space in the brain? So send it, listeners. If I you want to give John a solid, I'm fucking. There's no, that's no way that's life size. Chevy <laughs> Chase is pretty tall, tall, right? I think he's it is a life size, dude, Pat. Yeah. It looks like uh, Chevy Chase is about three or four inches tall. He's, he's going to make out. Pat's I think Chevy up. Chase could beat you up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pat and Mario, Chevy Chase and Ronnie, right there. I mean, and if Chesi, if Chevy Chase was a likable comedian, then likeable. I would likable. Then I would probably yeah, he's a complete piece of garbage. I, I would Pat vouch for Mario. keeping him. I just got that. So I was pissed off when I walked in and I saw it wasn't Judge Small. It wasn't yeah the Chevy Chase the wrong ro- dude. roast is the most uncomfortable thing of oh, all time. He's awful. He yeah, gets exactly. up there after the whole roast is over and it's his turn. He's supposed to roast people and I forget he just like was like oh thank you I got I, this is a lot or something and he like stopped, he sat back down. But wow. it, wasn't, it wasn't even like a, like a roast like traditionally in a roast there's comedy. It was just people getting up and being like dude you're a <laughs> dick. Yeah you're the world's <laughs> biggest oh, fucking dick. dick. Nobody but, likes you. Yeah. Dick. Are, we, are we gonna give him vacation? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I'll give him Fletch. Give him Fletch. I've actually never seen. I'm not Fletch. giving him any time off. <laughs> give it, are we gonna give him modern problems? I'll have a steak never sandwich with steak no sandwich and a steak yeah, sandwich. And, and, I'm gonna give him. Mo- I'm gonna give him modern problems. Try to use Siri, Chevy Chase. Maybe I could. You know what I could do? I could. Uh, I could fold that back up and mail it to Mike Upchurch. <laughs> <laughs> That's He's a, a big idea. fan. Yeah, all right. No, do so, Mike. Mike. We'll all autograph it, dude. Mike Upchurch. Cat's Nard- out of the bag, Upchurch. Host of uh, the Hot Box here yeah. on Radio Nope. Yeah, Narduso, go, Narduso calling in later in the program. Yes, 9 yeah, p.m., Jason Narduce. And if you'd Narduce. like to call in, that number is... Narduce. 718-577-2716. Tree on the chat box giving him Funny Farm. He likes the movie Funny Farm. <laughs> funny Farm, okay. <laughs> I saw that, actually. I never saw Fletch, but I saw that. He likes the major, mo- major you know motion what? picture you Funny Farm. I'll, I'll give him Dirty Work. Yeah, oh, wow. That's right. I forgot he was I'll the doctor him, in Dirty Work. I'll give him Spies Like Us. Yeah. No, yeah. Spies Like I Us. I saw Great. Spies Like Us in the movie theater. And I will give him the Three Amigos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So, wow. Right. Three amigos. He's had an amazing career. Yeah. Yeah. He has. He's just, he's just a super douche in real life. They should cut so, this in with that roast. Chevy, <laughs> <laughs> right. you've had an amazing career. Names himself after a, a fucking suburb of Maryland. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Or so, his parents did. Oh, no. What's what is that Chevy Chase Street in Flushing? You know, I don't know. No, yeah, it's like I, I in Little Neck or something. It's uh, Fresh Meadows, right? No, it's in Little Neck <laughs> or something. No, it's not. It's, it's it in is. Fresh Meadows. It's is it? It's, it's in Fresh Meadows, it's, yeah. yeah. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Oh, maybe it's off Union Turnpike right. or something. It is, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's a, there's a Chevy Chase Street around here, and we have no one knows why. He <laughs> <laughs> probably like, stopped by and he took a He didn't grow up anywhere near here. <laughs> Google, you know. Google Street. He got out of the car, took a piss, walked, got He's back in like his car. He's like a rich kid with old money, and fuck Chevy, his, Chase. Uh, fuck Chevy Chase. I think it's, it's, you know, the crane toilets? 
He's a crane. Oh, really? Yeah. That was, uh-huh. mm-hmm. He's the heir to the toilet. I'm he's the, exactly. Perfect. It's fitting since his, cur- his comedy is <laughs> shit. That was deep. So he didn't work. No, didn't no he's, work? he's all money. I know a girl oh. at the trash bar who claimed to be his daughter. Mm. Oh, yeah. Her last name was Chase, and she swore it was him. Yeah. Exactly. Not the trash bar. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How much money did you give her? <laughs> no, she, she was a really big Guns N' Roses fan, so... Really, oh, just Jesus nice to her. <laughs> He's got a crowbar and exactly. Just can't in. fucking <laughs> <laughs> just can't go can't go a moment without shoehorning yeah, and Guns and Roses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how about that uh, Chuchi Paul Simon video? Remember that thing? Mm. Oh, he was in that too. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, no. oh speaking of shitty old bands that got back together and became even shittier, <laughs> uh, my bandmate Derek Vokens has become obsessed with a uh, uh, Motley Crue playing uh, live in Rio. Uh, oh yeah, is it horrible? It's uh, not. We're we're, we're going to hear it during the break. If, if that's allowed, Mister Hulay. Absolutely. You mean like before play whatever you like before their breakup, not like again since they've broken up, right? B- which breakup? They broke up permanently forever on New Year's Eve, which yeah. I went to. <laughs> and then right after that, Tommy Lee is, is crying on the internet that <laughs> that Nikki Six uh, immediately unfollowed him on Tommy Twitter Lee. that oh, the day yeah, after yeah, the yeah. show. Yeah. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Lee went and rode. Tommy Lee went and rode the cyclone seven times in a row to remind him of what it was like to play with Molly Crew. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching an old Molly. He's got his drumsticks. Yeah. He's, he's tapping on the front. <laughs> <laughs> Wilhelm scream. <laughs> uh, I, you know, you'd think it's a new thing. And then I was watching some Molly Crew concert from like the mid 90s, and he was up yeah, in the. Uh, he, not on a roller coaster, but he was on the. What was he on? He was like one of these. The drum set went upside down and went over the crowd and everything, yeah. even oh, back yeah. then. Yeah. He's a pioneer when it comes to playing drums. He got stuck upside down, though, didn't he? Case. No, he got I, stuck in the roller coaster I, at Tommy's show. Yeah, I saw that. He's, he's a pioneer when it comes to pissing away his 401k. Now, Tommy, was that. You think that was a gimmick? Oh no, no, that was no. Just, that was a true him no, stuck no, no, no. for seventeen minutes. Like holy fuck, seventeen minutes. Yeah, man. <laughs> and did they do like an acoustic number in the? Meantime? No, no, <laughs> he just sat up there screaming at the screaming, crowd. Are you fuckers fuck. ready to rock? Yeah. This is Are you fuckers up. ready yeah. to fuck. Let's fuck, right. fuckers. He was asking for. He likes to say the f word. Yes, he does. <laughs> These fat roadies climbed up. They had yeah. to prime out with like crowbars and shit. <laughs> That's when you jo when all the blood rushes to your head. <laughs> Probably. Was <laughs> he? He wasn't upside down. Was he? Yeah, he was at the time. He got stuck upside down. Minutes. Oh yeah, it's great. It's great video. God. I was drunk out of yeah. my mind. I couldn't Pro- tell. Problems only been... Tommy Lee gets into. Yeah. He has been he has been upside down. He has been upside right. down for that long since he was Pamela. <laughs> <laughs> it's an it's a fucking roller coaster, man. It's an actual. Love you baby. Yeah. Shows a roller coaster. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah, I am. It's, it's there like, somewhere. I have to skip this. Uh, He's very literate. Guitar Center ad for a Pearl Soundcheck five piece drum two sixty nine. That's not bad. Vader drumsticks five a six dollars a pair. I'm sticking with three ply. Wall hangers and, and guitar stands two for ten dollars. Don't forget the Guitar hey, Center Memorial Day Savings Event. Are this, we getting oh, paid sorry. for this ad? Why, yeah, they got a better ad than Bob Mayer. Oh, he was doing like a rap jam, right? I remember. Oh, that. no. Yeah. Why is he it's rapping? Sounds, yeah, he does oh. that. Because he, he's, uh, what's it, Mischief of Mayhem, Mayhem? Yeah. Yeah, but it's a Motley Crue show. I got a bone to pick. Method. I put a ski pole through your beep pole. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> oh, come on. For that money, you do that. He is really like, no, but he really is like the biggest clown on the earth. And he's from Flushing. No, he isn't. Yes, he is. Get out of here. He is not. He's from Flushing. So is Perry Farrell. Yeah, that I knew. Yeah. He's spinning around doing some disco. I don't he know. He starts playing PC Boys, by the way. When does he get stuck? Like towards the end, when he goes like... Stop trying to make us like him. He starts playing Beastie Boys, guys. He does. 
Now he's stuck. This guy's on the thing. Fuck you! Oh, oh! Well, fuck the roller coaster! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Can you Paul Stanley bit? Get a mash him again. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys, these roadie guys, are literally, literally risking their lives. They have no harnesses okay. on. They're climbing up this Let's roller coaster. They're risking their lives so this idiot could do his dumb bit and play his rap, his rap songs. Shit! I'm having the fucking best time of my life until right now. <laughs> I'm fucking upside down. He's got a, oh, fuck. Well, he's got a captive audience, so he's going to read the Iliad. <laughs> Well, fucking show me your titties or something. I don't know, man. Oh, uh, sorry, Tommy. Guy's a jerk. That was fine. He's not my brother. <laughs> show me your titties. He might, he's probably really, I think or he's something. really stupid, right? Yeah, he's not. Just like a dim bulb. Not the sharpest knife in the drawer. To, he used to get away with it, it looks like. He can, Imagine, play, he can but, play tubs, though. I will reluctantly Oh, yeah. Guy, he's a great drummer. Guy's really, really good drummer. I'm, I'm sick of him after two seconds listening to him. Imagine being in the van with that guy. You want to Nikki oh, Six? like, yeah, right, later. The ladies <laughs> like him. Four separate buses. He did say that after the show, no one even talked to him. And they just like all left. I guess they went to like some after party, and they all nobody even talked to each other, and it just yeah. ended. He's actually it's funny. He's the only one who doesn't do meet and greets. They'll all get together, and he just refuses to do them for oh, some really? strange reason. Hmm. He's not into it. Is it is it he's shy, or is it that he's become such a spectacle? I'm surprised because it seems like he has, he has a lot to say. You, yeah, you would right. think that he'd be really personable and friendly. He's not. I don't How know much do those charlatans charge for that shit? Uh, probably five hundred bucks or some shit. No, that's it. Five hundred bucks to meet Mick Mars. That. Your charming personality. Dude, I, I met Mick Mars at Nam, dude. <laughs> they wheel him in on a hand truck like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> that, that's what it was like. <laughs> that was my favorite part yeah. of it. A plasma drip yeah. still attached. This is, just, this is a jar full of dust. They're like, here's Mick Mars. When Mick Mars got stuck upside down in his wheelchair during the show, that was very exciting. <laughs> dude, I met that dude at an autograph signing. He was so old and decrepit, dude, he could barely like lift up really? and like, take a photo. Not yeah. that old. I mean, was well, he 60? He's got ankyospondylitis, which is like a nerve oh. disease. Oh, it's not funny. No, it's funny that Tom knows it. Tom can't read his own news, (laughs) and yet he knows that he has Ankyos Bumble fly to notice. He's a Motley Crue super fan. What is ankyospondylitis? It's 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 a disease that makes you play shitty songs. (laughs) (laughs) Expialidocious. I'm addicted to pull-offs. <laughs> it's actually it's a really sad disease where all of your like your nerves and your blood vessels harden up and you become kind of frozen in cement over the oh, course of time. It's so terrible. Stop moving. Yeah, like, that sounds like, like to Medusa. Basically. Like like carbonite. Yeah, pretty much. It's not as cool. That's what you get for shouting at the devil. <laughs> now for our next sponsor, me, carbonite. You? <laughs> Last night, me and Pat were trying to figure out kickstart my heart for kicks. If I forget what whatever reason was, like you play a riff and it sounds like something. And exactly. then we're, we're like, every, hey, it's in the wrong key. And every, Pat's like, wait, I figured it out. It's an F sharp. You know why? Because that guy sucks. <laughs> and it's the easiest way to play. Isn't it G to A? Something like that? Something like that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we kept, we kept modulating it. And, 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 and I, was like, I was like, wait, why am, I, why am I pretending this song is challenging? Right. <laughs> we used to play that song in my cover band when I was like 15. What cover band? 
Molotov cocktail. <laughs> Delicious. I was in the his band called Molotov Cocktail, Tommy, with a guy who literally thought he was Nikki Six. Wow. He lived the life. Why of didn't you call me, dude? Nikki Six, and he was. We call dr- you tons of things. Don't like, worry about like, it. Dress like him. The eyeliner. Hair, eyeliner. The, the name of the band had the same initials as Molly Crew. It was a wow. whole fucking thing. Eyeliner. Yeah, everything. Wait this a minute, guy, dude, Pat wait. Hill. I don't know. Wasn't wasn't heavy metal Chris and Molotov cocktail too? A different Molotov? Maybe a different one. I think there is another band. We are swears the legal proceedings are ongoing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was a crust like a crust band called Molotov yeah, cocktail. I'm exactly. Pretty sure. Every band that was named Molotov cocktail got really upset when that Maximum Rock and Roll came out. Okay. Right, right. Like them leftover. <laughs> what was it? Let's 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 listen. It was like leftover crack choking victim. Yeah. I did merch for all those bands. <laughs> <laughs> so what, patches. Yep. All yep. back yep. patches. All, all back all, patches. And you know how hard that was trying to like nail down canvas and cutting them into squares and just all that. I fucked that. Shit, dude, Big right. business. Lots of kids. Lots yeah, of kids. Did leftover crack pay you? Hey, man, you want to be punk? You have to wear that patch. <laughs> that, well, that, that account actually went to shit. That was a bad. That was not a great account. Oh really? Oh really? Yeah. Those guys weren't on the up and up. <laughs> <laughs> Surprising. <No. laughs> did you ask them for their routing number beforehand? Before you process the yeah, order? I probably should have. Mm. Were, they, were they a Chase private client? <laughs> <laughs> Leftover crack. <laughs> hey, man, I don't have to wait in that fucking yeah. line. Yeah, just because Chase said uh, we'd like you to keep this private doesn't mean you're a private client. Yeah, here's this Chase private client. You go into this booth, Crusty and uh, we put a TV with the news on in there, and you can sit on a bench while you wait. Like that jerk. <clears throat> Three-hour-old coffee. <laughs> Nobody, they they start pushing these machines big time yeah. in the bank. Just because we told you to keep this between us doesn't mean you're a private client. Yeah. <laughs> now there's like one regular teller, one private client teller, and like five these these Hulk of machines, these Dude, massive machines, these in, look, insane machines. It's I I I was shocked when I went to the bank the other day. It's like there's no humans left in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like full on robot. You know shit. No, they have a human. No, it is job is to go online and make try to make everybody use the fucking machine. Yeah. Oh, what brings you in today? You doing this? You doing that? Oh, you're making a, you're, oh, you're doing a withdrawal? Okay, then he moves on to the next person. Unless you're depositing money. He doesn't want nothing Reduce to do with it. Reduce human interaction. Yeah. So uh, I go, this guy every time comes up to me. I'm like, I don't want to use that choo-choo machine. He's like, oh, but you know, let me show you how to use it. It's really easy. And then he showed me and the HAL nine thousand. I want nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. And and, uh, and even the teller said to me, "Why don't you use the machine?" I'm like, "Because I'm trying to keep you in business, lady." Right. And also, so I can make you obsolete. Put food goes, on your table. Also, like, oh, I don't care, John. Table. If you have if you have a, a large cash deposit, like bartenders do, if you're in a cash business, you don't want to use it the machine fit in the for slot. that. Enough. It doesn't fit in the slot. And also, I I, I'd said. rather yeah. have a rec- you know, I'd rather have a lady checking in. Do you or, do or, the- or a gentleman. Ah, oh. Wow. Sex <laughs> there's so many slips right there. Well, I always have a lady that... I, I know my lady. I'm not going to say her name. I, I, I will right. say, and I don't want to sound sexist, that the ladies... <laughs> that wasn't the, meant to be... The ladies uh, do do... I would much rather have a woman bank teller. The men is suck. They're terrible. <laughs> I don't think it makes a difference. I just happen to have I a do. lady, so I say lady. They're awful. I don't know why. This is a, men are, it's not a good job for a man. Men, men stink at that. You know how my parents met? Counting and stuff. They're idiots. My parents met when my dad... There's, there's a machine for that, John. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, Sorry, Tommy. My dad had a coffee shop on 23rd Street in the 60s, and uh, he used to make a deposit at the bank, and the woman who would take his money is my mom. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that's how he and met her? Yeah, well, yeah. she was By like, yeah. Interacting with her every day or every week or something? Yep. So yeah, and then, and then she was like, this guy's got some fucking well, Yeah, exactly. She knows his finances <laughs> intimately. Wait, your dad came over here from uh, Czechoslovakia. Yes. 
and met your mom in America? Yeah, believe it. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Check, which is, wow, yeah. what a love story. Exactly, when he was depositing checks. Love story, escaping co- <laughs> communist persecution under like <laughs> political guys. Do you know the childhood song, the Czechoslovakia Boomsy Boom? You know that no. one? No. Right, we'll, we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> <laughs> they got their own show. It's a big camp Big camp number for us. It's going to be post- post-emptive strike. I like right? it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Post-emptive strike! Boomsy boom. Hey, uh, speaking of verb, I have a, an unapproved bit to play for you, by the way. All right. Yeah. You're going to like this. Unapproved bit. You like that? You got a thumb drive? What do you got? I need, a, uh, I need like a quarter-inch jacket. What do you got, a memory stick over there? Yeah. I got All right. Let's see what you got there. You need, you need an eighth inch. Before I play it, though, I need, a, okay. I need some of that verb that you do for preemptive strike. I'm ready. Okay. The name of this is called... Uh, Complete bullshit with John Houlihan. Oh no, I don't like the sound of that. Right, this is go- this. I was listening to a couple of episodes back. Why didn't you get this bit approved? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I wonder. I was listening a couple of episodes back, and something caught my my ear, and so I decided to put together a little bit eye. for you. Ah. So uh, if if it's too low, you got to crank the nudes. All right. Here we all go. Right. Here we go. No, hold on. Let's start again. You can't play that. It's default setting. I'm tra- well, I'm playing some incidental music while you get ready. Okay. We should be ready. Here we go. <laughs> you got volume on that? This is some show. Yeah, you're up. You're good. No. Okay, go really crank it. Here we go. Here we go from the top. Here, crank that nuge. All the way crank. There we go. No. No. Wow. I'm pulling it. Let me know when you're ready. I'm helping. Go, go, go. Okay, okay. I'll try to turn up the whole show. Yeah, try to do that. Just be careful on the mic. There we go. Well, Tommy was in a band, a punk rock band. He met people then, and then he also went into the t-shirt business, his own business, and uh, which has blown up, and now he uh, prints t-shirts for Donald Trump or something like that. <laughs> Do you, oh, I meant to ask you this. Do you have any conscience whatsoever? Like, if Donald Trump uh, paid you uh, fifty grand, would you print his T-shirts? I've turned down jobs like that, and I will do that have forever. You? Yeah. Really? And instead, I will do shirts. I don't believe it. And I will do shirts for no profit, or sometimes even give away uh, for something you believe in. Exactly. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, who have you turned down? You can't say, right? Uh, no, I've done like Republican state senators to turn. Really? And like, no, we can't do it. So. Oh, good for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that shit. It. Right. Is this just me being a dick to you? I will I will read anything on the air. Send your copy to live from the barrage at gmail.com Damn you. with five dollars. And I will read any I don't give a shit. I'll read anything. Don't forget to vote for Donald Trump this uh, election season. Trump, make America great again. It only took five bucks to get him to turn, ladies and gentlemen. Five bucks. I am done with this n- not making money shit. I don't give a shit. I'll read anything. Slap fucking root beer, dad's root beer stickers on my face. I'm like gonna be a NASCAR driver. Or drive around in circles with a fucking Home Depot shit on my nuts. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget to vote for Donald Trump. I am done being uh, true to my values. <laughs> if you notice that I only posted the front of the new t-shirts. On the back of the t-shirts is a giant uh, Bud Light advertiser. Delicious. I care. I'm ready to sell my soul. You Don't forget to bitch. vote for Donald Trump. I'm ready to get paid off big time. Me too. I am done being uh, true to my values. <laughs> God. Tommy, do we have a date on that? <laughs> it's Tommy exposing my hypocrisy. No, boy. <laughs>
Don't forget to vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good, Tommy. It was yeah. good up until then. <laughs> I ruined it. <laughs> wow. Host, host I, shaming. I would just like to point out that, that, all, that all those cuts were from the same fucking episode. Yeah. 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 I'd like to point out that you're fired. <laughs> I'm sure if you... I'm Much sure, like Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, not, not to shame the say. captain. <laughs> I'm sure if you went through uh, the show, you could find many instances, instances of me uh, contradicting myself and making a hypocritical <laughs> fool out of it. I was listening to that episode. I'm like, did he just really ask me if I have that, like... Like, you know, like the sense to not do something. Then, like, I listen, rewind it, and you're like, oh, I'll do fucking anything. Vote for Donald Trump. Like, fuck you, dude. Well, but this was probably when Donald Trump, he still is a fucking joke, but this yeah. is probably when we thought he was really a fucking joke. Yeah. This was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Oh, it was two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. You weren't here, maybe, Brian. I don't think so. I think no, it was no. How'd you, how was your Arizona Last trip? Week. Everything worked out uh, okay for you? Yeah, it wasn't a vacation, but it, it worked out. I got I got what needed to be done, done. And uh, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> did you meet cryptic. Sheriff <laughs> Joe? And uh, <laughs> know what's her say. name? And where did you I don't bury know what her? To say. No, I don't know what to say. I, I, had, I had some family shit to early do. inheritance. Mom needed help. Okay. Gotcha. When mom, mom needs needed help, help, you gotta go. You gotta go. I know. And I'll be damned. This is gonna put a damper on my trip to Chicago for PRF, and you're, it might. You're it a might. good son. Oh, really? Because you can't go now. Well, I I, oh, I spent a lot of fucking money. I'm not trying to cry poverty, but this set me back. Well, so, I, I'm just gonna do it anyway. Fuck it. Uh, fuck, I, it. fuck it. Fuck it. I'll do well, it. Well, anyway. I do have an announcement about that Chicago show. That? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I have a big announcement about the PRF. Ryan, are you going? It's a good one. Or are you still hemming and hawing and no, being over to do it? I just haven't. I honestly haven't gotten my plane ticket yet. Yeah, me neither. Go. I'll let you know what I find if I find good deals, Ryan. What's this announcement? Also, well, Ryan, if you go there. I'm not going on the plane with you, Brian. No, no, no. But if you go there, yeah, why I'm not put, sitting next to you, Brian. You can't put I'm not holding your hand, Brian. Because <laughs> is very excited on the Quit. chat box that you're going to. Well, Brian, Brian already said that he's uncomfortable me, flying me on Me or Brian, planes. or both? Uh, I will say both, but he really said musical. Well, Kasuga. Oh, Everyone's okay. excited to see you, Ryan. You guys could get Ryan, a deal, yeah. like if you could fly in together and then jump out of the plane. Parachute <laughs> yeah. Onto in. a roller coaster. No, but, yeah, exactly. Once you get there, Ryan. PRF first. Is there... Might we be able to get you to go on stage? I'll share a hotel room with you. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I got. I don't want to share oh, a hotel room. Oh, I thought that's what you. You were don't want to fly with me. I'm not going to share a hotel. I'm room. surprised hotel Tommy Lee never parachuted into the stadium with a full drum kit. That's some 1986 meth shit right there. <laughs> yeah, but he's got the full kit and he's playing on his way down. <laughs> this awesome. is a question. He lands in the in the middle of the stage and the whole drum kit falls apart. And he's, he's got he one dies. of those uh, one of those marching line fucking yeah. things hung over his shoulder like. Ryan, if we get you to PRF. Could you what go on stage out? Yes. Fine. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure we could find an in between where you could do a uh, maybe a Ryan game. Well, that's what else am I going to do? Do the figure out some Sinatra. Yeah, well, you clever. On. You come up with. <laughs> it's a very well organized uh, event. You might want to uh, get on planning something for that because uh, no, do know. it guorilla style. Just get up. Guys are not fucking. I was just going to take ten minutes from your set. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah. Leaves, yeah. that leaves that leaves us uh, paying about five thousand dollars to get there and back in hotels to play for twenty minutes. Right. So, uh, do, go do, fuck yourself. <laughs> do it like Woody does with Mighty High. Just show up with your gear. And, oh, no, no. Just show up with no gear and yeah. get on stage and be like, "Fuck it, we're playing." Let's run the very last, efficiently. The last time. The last time that. That happened. Colette Houlihan fractured somebody's skull. Yeah, her own. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that's a joke or not. Oh, no, it's true. She slipped and uh, got, got a little concussed. Was this at Hank Saloon? She uh, no, this is at the Bohemian Hall. She slipped. Oh, she shit. slipped. Oh, at the Bohemian Hall. I thought yeah. you were talking about in Chicago when she slipped and fell in and cracked oh, her melon. Oh, oh, so this happens. Mm. This happens. Oh yeah, no, Bohemian Hall. Somebody else's skull. <laughs> thing. My my yeah. lawyers told me not to talk about that. Okay. I don't think the statute of limitations, statute of limitations is expired. My friend. That's no. that's for sexual assault. Four more years on that. <laughs> you know, this is what this Chevy Chase thing is. It's a statue of limitations. <laughs> it's a statute. 
Statue. Wait a minute. Statue. Statue. What's this announcement you want to make? Yeah. Very exciting, fun announcement. Um, now playing the barbecue and confirmed he will be there. Dave oh, oh I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Ladies and gentlemen, Champagne Derek. Yeah! <laughs> awesome. I ran into John Z yesterday. Did you? On his way to play softball. And he asked when we we're going to have Champagne Jerry on the show again. Whatever should he have wants. him on again because he's got yeah. the new album. Yeah. Uh-huh. He does? He's got a new album out? Yeah. Yeah, man. So You know, they play softball together. Yeah, right. we know that. Yes. On uh, the I pressure. Was talking the to team the, the pressure. I was talking to the <laughs> listeners, not you. Right. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to try to flirt with one of his backup uh, singers and see how that works out for me. Uh, yeah, she's, she's kind of cute. <laughs> Who, Mike D? Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, Ad-Rock? <laughs> I, like, I like when Mike D rocks the Jufro. I forget what her name is. Yeah, she's a sexy, sexy girl. Oh, yeah, what is uh, the... <laughs> yeah, that, very. Uh, uh, friends with Murray Hill. What is her name? Oh, God. No, the, we're talking about the background singer who sings yeah. in a bra. You know that girl who's got a ponytail? Oh, you, yeah, no, no, but, but Brian's talking about Bridget Everett. That's it. That's it. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, John. She's the heir to yeah. the old Henry fortune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. CJ. I'm like the public enemy of pussy, pussy, won't it? I got more pics of myself with celebrities than so That should be exciting. I don't know what night he's playing. I assume Friday or Saturday. I can't find I can't find a definitive lineup. Yeah. Risk Reward will be playing Saturday. And uh, what's your band, Pat? That's playing? Sinon. S-I-N-O-N. S-I-N-O-N. And you guys playing Friday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Wait a minute. What the hell band is that? That's with Derek Vokens and Dan None Dara of your fucking business. Hey, <laughs> it's called Sign On. You call yourself a newsman? And uh, Chris Sign Klein. On. Maybe I should go print merch on the side of the stage. <laughs> uh, Live merch. You know Chris Klein, right, Tommy? Yeah, actually, and, uh, I'm doing merch for him this week. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you know Derek Vokens. I met him here in the barrage once. And Dan and Pat round out. I don't know we those we guys. thought his name was Calvin because his name was on the underpants. My man, my man, and that champagne jury. Well, hello. It's very exciting. I'm excited. It's really cool, man. I who, love champagne. Who jury. hooked that up? Uh, you know, I think some guy. It's weird. Uh, I think a guy maybe listened to us have him on the show, and I don't want to take credit for it because I could be wrong. And then he ended up playing, his band ended up playing with Champagne Jerry in Chicago when Champagne Jerry played Chicago. And he said it was one of the best shows he ever saw. So I think he made it happen. I had nothing to do with it. I wonder how much of a crew he's going to, you know, you know he's going to bring it, but I wonder how much of a crew or, or what type no, of... Well, I think there's four people basically that right. they tour around with. There's Farris okay. Craddock, the, the, um, the ghost of Champagne past, <laughs> Champagne Jerry himself, okay. and uh, I cannot remember the other artist's name, I, but the, the, the really hot girl. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Champagne Jerry. <laughs> so we will see that. It's and are they great. all on the same softball team? Mm, no. I think just Champagne Jerry is on no. that softball team. Coach it's like Ad-Rock, Champagne Jerry, John, John Z. Z. Yeah. Here's how I got John Z's attention. We were coming off the elevator that leads to Hoboken from the Heights, where he and I both live. Jesse of the Fuzzbox DJs is the gentleman. Thank you. Oh, Jesse. So, who the fuck is Jesse? He's the, uh, the Fuzzbox Gentlemen's? The Fuzzbox DJs. Fuzzbox DJs. DJs. Fuzzbox Gentlemen's. I like that's my band, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, I saw John Z, and he didn't see me. He's about five steps ahead of me. And where I did you see up, him? Uh, coming out of the elevator Whoa. from the Heights leading to Hoboken. 
You can't miss that guy. Of course not. But I was in back him. He didn't see me, and he's got his bike and his backpack full of his baseball bat pack around his back, which he rides on his bike. <laughs> like, right. Are you like, writing rhymes right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, I wish. You give me too much bike. credit. <laughs> so whack. Oh, don't make me freestyle. So the way I got his attention to say, hey, John Z. <laughs> hey, John Z. I screamed out, and there's about Standing 50 people. In front of me. Dragon style, I'm going to set you all back. Hey, John Z. I screamed out, coach said mousetrap, and he turned around. That's how I got. <laughs> I don't know. if uh, You know, I went to the Mets game with uh, Luis from Pansy Division uh, yeah. last week. Oh, cool. I think he's got something to do with that, too. I don't know if he's on the well, softball where, team. But... Where, where, no, I thought he lives out here now. He lives in Jackson Heights. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come to Jackson Heights. Oh. Yeah, Wait, we're always from... trying to hook up for a Mets game, and finally we're able to do it. Well, so. He's from Washington, right? I don't know where he's from. I forget. I remember he lives in Jackson Heights. Yeah. Well, John only spent seven shit. hours oh. watching watching a baseball game with him. He knows nothing about the nothing. Oh. I you know if you ever go to a baseball game with me, I apologize to you in advance because I cannot sit still. I'm like Tommy Rockstar at the movies. I have to get up. Oh yeah, I have to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, I run around and there's always like two people there that I know. I walk to the other side of the stadium, meet them for a couple oh, minutes. Yeah. This I'm is like, why, this is why I prefer hockey. Yeah, right. you got to stick into it. You got to stick in with the game. Right. It's like Rockstar at a show. And so, I have, I'm, I'm afraid that I, I, Brian Musikoff, I might have been uh, construed as being rude to him. No, cause to only because you left me with Mario. Because you did make some comment. You were like, <laughs> "Get the fuck back here!" Just, I'm like, oh, I, I, I went and uh, talked to Dave Harrison for an inning, and you were like, uh, I forget what you said. You're like. I guess he's better company than me or something. No, I did not. Hang I'm not that bullshit. needy. It's because he left me with Mario. I got a spin on the whole game, and someone just hit a home run. I'm sitting behind Dave Harrison for like a, a have, half an inning because I couldn't get down to a seat, and I'm just watching him in the wild because he doesn't know I'm there. We have David Wright home run. You didn't even notice. Nice. The captain. What? Solo shot by David Wright. What's yeah. the deal there? That dude, that dude moved to Kentucky? Four to one. <clears throat> yeah, he moved to yeah, uh, Louisville. Like he should hook up with Kyle and Rob, who are coming in next week wow. with yeah. Steven Soli. Wow. Oh, triple yeah. threat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and they're yeah, triple house. threat. Boom. And you know, Harrison <laughs> <laughs> and Harrison's having vermin problem. Is I'm talking about yeah. animals. I'm watching him. I'm sitting there watching him in his seat talking to uh, his his wife and <laughs> some other guy. And he's like getting all animated and weird and I don't know, I don't know, man. It was the whole thing was weird. Hi, right, caller, you're on the air. Hello? Yeah, what's the matter with being left with Mario? <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, Mario in Douglaston, you're on the fan. <laughs> Let's go, David Wright. Yeah, <laughs> very exciting. Mario, what's your situation tonight? Are you coming into the show? Turn your radio I down, sir. I'm waiting for my wife to come home from drinking. Okay, Mario, turn your radio down because we can we we can hear that in the back. Oh, this is I good. I didn't even know I had my radio on. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Yeah. This is good because Pat could mix a test phone call before our actual <laughs> guest <laughs> calls in. <laughs> yeah, good thing. Good thing you're not on the him. show or anything. Turn that freaking radio off or I come down. down. Pretty please. All right, there. Thanks, he Mario. He I'm, I'm assuming our guest speaks at a normal <laughs> level. I'm drinking. Still I'm being his show. father and... Uh... There's nothing wrong with you had to make it with me. No, I was just making it. Just making it. Just busting your chops because I love you. You were a little shot out of the cannon during that Mets game. <laughs> though. You had to all? admit, we all needed a break from you. You're, right. you're spitting. You're throwing things at me from uh, the seats above. You're me, out of control. John Houlihan and I were on a date. So on the seats he, above. <laughs> on the seats above. John Houlihan left me alone for a half hour. Throwing things from the seats above. And Mario, in fairness, you weren't even, you weren't there either. You, you took off somewhere too. <laughs> I, and I sat there, and some some like some ugly person to my left started talking to me. Wow, that's mean. 
And I didn't want to. I'm losing you guys. I I'm losing to... my connection. <laughs> <laughs> Refresh your memory stick, sir. And we'll see you in a little while. Was that a polite way of saying music off? Shut the fuck up. All right, Mario, is there anything you want to plug? Guess not. Oh, oh, I don't know what happened. We lost him. We lost him there. Call back. <laughs> hey, he's coming here to beat me up is what's going to happen. Good thing I have a present for him. We I do don't... need to take a break before our guest Jason Narducci of Super Trunk Bob Mold Band and Split Single calls in. Yeah. At 9 and p.m. Verboten. And for both. Verboten. 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 And uh, uh, Verbo was the name of his other... Right. Verbo. And that is yeah. with Allison, uh, who's Helen Money, her right. alter ego, or, yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. Which is, if you ever... If you ever if you have a chance to see Helen Money or uh, buy one of her records, I suggest you do it. She's yeah, exactly. I, I second that. She's fantastic good. musician. She, she's pretty good. A lot of fun. She's all right. Very jealous. She's all right. <laughs> hey, you're all right. You're, you're all right. right. You're right. Why, do you know her too, Brian, like personally? Pers no. Hmm. Interesting. But if you were to say, hey, you know Music Cop, she'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, from Life from the Barrage? <laughs> so, yeah, she knows who I am. That's what everybody she, says. She's aware of my work. Right. And... Wonky and Gilroy. Okay, wonky on the Great Lakes. Things are wonky. Wonky on the West Coast. Uh oh, makes a mean old fashioned. Everybody refresh and back. Yeah, if you refresh, it shouldn't be wonky. All right, uh, Radio Nope, the uh, the gold standard in radio <laughs> connection. Yes, could be me. Could be a Mayan. Who knows? All right, we'll yeah, be back we'll with Jason Narducci in about ten minutes. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Right. You're split single. Stick around. <laughs> Stick around, you hump.
there's Bob Mould. Off the, that's off the album Silver Age. Go out and get that. He's released two since then, right? There's a patch, there's yeah. a patch of sky, and there's a one before that. Remember the name of that one, Brian? Oh, Help me God, out. don't do this to me. I'm the spot. <laughs> it's, they, no, there were definitely two in between. Yes, and, go get all those albums on MergeRecords.com. Yeah. Fun, fun times. Right. I love Merge Records. And I believe this was Jason's premiere Right with the Bob Mold Band hey, on, on the this. record, yeah, on, right, right, uh, on this in the studio, right. Because he's so. been touring with a lot of people, a lot yeah, of di- at a lot of different points, right. He should be so. calling in any minute, and we'll talk to Jason Narducci about. On that Mold. break, we also heard uh, Cheap Trick, No Direction Home. That was sweet, dude. That's oh my a- god, that was so good. That's new Cheap Trick, the yeah. brand spanking new. That's crazy. We mm-hmm. were about to say which Jason Narducci band is this. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty and Ruin, thank you, Kyle. That's the name of the album in between Patch of uh, Sky and Silver Age. Um, yeah, when uh, you know Pat was bringing that up when Luis and I were at the Mets game, we, they played they played a new Beastie Boy song like in between innings, like uh, uh, the Nas one. When? Too many rappers. Mm. A new new Beastie yeah. song? No, no, one of the later ones. You know, off oh, the right, right. off the last album. It goes one. Two, right, too they were many playing that, that that sample, and we're, and I was like, oh, cool, that's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, was and so I said to Luis, I was like, oh, did you hear the Beastie Boys? He's like, yeah. So we started talking about how we are, are the one of the you know group of people who keep buying the new Beastie Boys album and listen to it and think it's still great. And he mentioned the same thing about Cheap Trick. He's like, just like Cheap Trick, I, I buy all the new albums. I'm like, you do? He's like, yeah. I'm like, how are they? He's like, they're awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. There's brand new Cheap Trick. Yeah, when did that album come out? Uh, the first of April, I think. Amazing. These yeah, guys just fucking still churning them out. They don't huh? stop. Hardest working band in rock and roll. Do you ever get sick of like rocking? I don't right. know. <laughs> that sounds better than, with all due respect to Cheap Trick, that sounds a little bit more rocking than yep. their last yeah. stuff. I'm kind of a dummy when it comes to that. I, the whole Cheap Trick duality of the two guys and, and the other two guys in the band was has always been lost on me until someone brought it up. That like there's there's two guys like Robin Zander and the other dude who are like the rocker dudes, mm-hmm. and then there was like Bunny Carlos and uh, uh, Rick Nielsen, Rick Nielsen who are like the nerdy dudes. Right. That's the beauty and of that's that band. the cheap trick. That's the beauty of the band. I'm an idiot. I never figured that out. <laughs> Jason Narducci, you're on the air. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Jason! man. Hello. Yay! Everyone, calm down. <laughs> no, it's Jason. Hey, Jason. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Thanks for calling in. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate yeah. that. You must be exhausted from from. Are you still on there? You're home now, right? Yeah, I've been home for about two weeks. Welcome home. Just nonstop nonstop touring. Now you're home in. Uh, are you still living in Chicago, or you're in the suburbs of Chicago? Yeah, I live in Evanston, which is the first north suburb of Chicago. Right. That's where you grew up, right? Right. It's been by the time uh, I was in high school. And now you're living, you're like me, you still live in the same neighborhood that you uh, grew up in. Is it, is it kind of sad or you, or you love it? Close. <laughs> well, I travel so much that it, it's not sad, but maybe if I didn't travel, I'd be bummed out about it. Right. And you have, you have kids too, right? You have kids like uh, your oldest kid's like 23 or something. Your youngest kid's what, five? I did my research. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've heard that I have kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to ask you that as a parent myself. That um, what's it like having a twenty-three-year-old? Because my oldest boy is fifteen now, and uh, what can I expect? What can I expect from this? How do I? How do I? How do I prepare? She's myself? Um, she's almost twenty-five, actually. Um, 
you know, the cool thing is, is that the natural path towards independence when they're teenagers draws them away from the parental units, just like we did. And that's an adjustment, you know, as a parent to, oh, yeah, this is what they do. They need space from us, and that's can be kind of a drag. And then they become an adult, and they start coming back around and hanging out, and that's pretty great. Nice. That's what I'm looking forward to, the coming back around, because I can't get, I mean, you know, my son was always kind of quiet to begin with, my oldest son, and I, I can't get any, yeah. anything out of him. Nothing. Like, it's just <laughs> it's just nothing. <laughs> you ask him a question, it's yes or no, and he will not expand whatsoever. And even if you even if you drill him, you can't, you, you just, he just won't give it up. Does he have a smartphone? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I've heard I've heard parents talk about texting with their teenage kids, and it's it's either K or no, right, or no response. Exactly. That, <laughs> like a, like that's a, it. It's like a ransom note. <laughs> when we first got these, yeah, exactly. We first got these smartphones. I'm like, this is great. I'm gonna be able to text with my kids and stuff, and we'll be sending emojis back and forth, and I'll be like, you know. The, the, out of the year. Right. I'll be mean, like just another teenager in the stable of text. Well, I'm, I'm and it's different. totally just no. Like, uh, how was how was practice today? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't even make sense. You think you're going to be the exception. You're going to be the cool dad, and then you find out that that's just not the case. Wrong. Totally wrong. Absolutely. Meanwhile, <laughs> he's writing autobiographies <laughs> with, his, with his friends. Right. Jason's like, you know, I inspired Dave Grohl's entire career, right? I mean, you know, and his daughter's like, whatever, dude. <laughs> David Grohl's you tanks. <laughs> <laughs> David Grohl is a fucking dork. You're, you're stretching. You're stretching that story to great lengths, and I, I appreciate that. In any time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big. That's like a big soundbite story that people. Go, well, not a soundbite, but a, that's the one. Like you know, you, you could stick in any article. And Jason Narducci, like, oh. responsible for Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, by the way. You changed the course of my life with that. Good job. <laughs> Jason was in a punk rock band when he was uh, what? Were you nine? I was ten and eleven years old, maybe maybe twelve as well. The band, I think the band oh, broke up when I was twelve. Right. And what was your what was your relationship with your parents when you're twelve and in a punk rock band? Were you alienating them? Is that part of the, uh, you know, kind of why you uh, took up music? What inspires an eleven year old? What are the bands you, were you listening to? Well, it's funny you ask that because we're um, somebody saw a, a playwright saw the um, the Sonic Highways, uh, the the Foo Fighters HBO special yeah. and is writing a play about that band that I was in called Verboten. And uh, he's been interviewing all of us and uh, wow. three of us are still in Evanston. So we got together with him and it was fascinating for me to hear the other guys talk about that time. I, you know, I think those four band members had very uh, different uh, home situations, but they're all pretty broken and I think that's what drove us together. Was we we're sort of forming our own family, and uh, maybe why we're still all very close. Did you uh, come from a broken home yourself? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a bad scene there. And then, so when you were eleven, and you're going out and playing these clubs and stuff, is there any like uh, parental supervision, or is there any asking permission, or you just went and did it? And it, at that point, you guys are just like on your own out on the street corners, hanging out and playing and rehearsing. Yeah, my my dad would drive me to the shows. We played at um, there's a venue in Chicago, which is still here, but it's very different. It's called Cubby Bear. It's uh, across the street from Wrigley Field. And uh, in 1982, it was um, a terrible neighborhood, and um, and the venue was about a tenth the size that it is now. Now it's you know sort of like your typical sports bar. But at the time, it was a, a hole in the wall, and it would have punk rock shows every once in a while. And um, 
my dad drove me to that gig and we pulled up in front and saw a drug bust go down. Nice. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, now, now we went yeah. into the venue. Yeah. And that's, no, and that's dead, okay. dead. Goodbye, son. I'll pick you up uh, at right. five. <laughs> dead. It's cool. Yeah, everything's cool. Don't make me look bad in front of my friends. Right. Now Wrigleyville is like a, I'm not that familiar with Chicago. I've been there a few times. It's like really fratty over there, right? It's like a bunch of sports bars and just like kind of the, the neighborhoods, kind of a frat boy heaven, from what I understand. Maybe some of my Chicago is, listeners. Is that what it's called, Wrigleyville? Wrigleyville, right. yeah. That's cool. Here's the irony. It's on the border of Boys Town, which is the, the, <laughs> right. probably the gay district. Right. Oh, I stayed in Boys Town once. The place is great. Yeah. Me too. Except the, the pizza place. Well, I don't want to get too into right. it. Right. We won't get into pizza. They, we, they, we will. We'll they, the Jason pizza about. place didn't make the pizza in the store. <laughs> it, they outsourced <laughs> it? It was from somewhere. It was so weird. Right. We'll get into pizza with Jason in a bit. I want to talk about that with Jason. Yeah, yeah, we want to talk about the pizza story too. But I did get woofed at in Boys Town by a big bear of a man, <laughs> and uh, I was very. I dude, I was carrying that around Compliment. for like two months. It's very I was, flattering, right? It was, <laughs> dude. I felt great. Yeah, Boys Town is. is uh, we're, we walk in with the attitude like, "Hey, we're from New York. We're used to, you know, whatever gay culture there is." Not like Boys Town is an absolute party. Huh. I had a Holy lot of sex. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're talking with Jason. Hi, Jason. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, Bob Moldman, Super Trunk. Jason, you stepped into the bass role, uh, uh, Laura's bass role in Super Trunk. What's that been like for you? I love it. I love playing with those guys. Obviously, I've worked with John for a long time, um, and I knew Mac and Jim and Laura from, from shows in the past. But, yeah, I mean, what an honor that they asked me to do that. And, um um, I, I have a blast doing it. Is, it. is it weird doing it, knowing that, you know, like, do you feel like you have to really be careful about how you go about it, uh, taking someone else's spot when they n don't necessarily, like, you know, aren't looking to give it up? But Laura obviously has some medical issues with her hearing, and she can't really play right now. Do you have an update for us? How's she doing? There All right. He's out of there. An offensive question. Right. No, no. Like, don't ask me about Laura. How could you ask that? Exactly. <laughs> Dude's been in the, involved in the music scene since he was since he was nine, and Houlihan right. managed to push no, him we, out of it. We, we lost the entire <laughs> connection of everything. Right. Give oh, us yeah. a ring back, Chase. Okay. Arius. There he goes. He's Ryan, back. Ryan, you want to answer this? Back. We'll record it, John. Oh, okay. Hey, sorry, man. I think that was on my my end. Oh, no problem. I was, I was like, either you guys just get really quiet during your show every once in a while, or I'm, I'm losing the line here. We thought, <laughs> we, thought we, we thought we really offended you, and you decided to quit the business. Right. He's like, don't ask Jason about Laura. Was, his publicist said to not ask him about hooking up with Angelina Jolie. Right. Don't you hate Mexicans? And then it cut out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Jason, uh, I'm sorry. We, uh, we were talking about... I'm sorry. Uh, we're back on the air. Sorry. I'm losing my thing. We were talking about uh, you replacing Laura in Super Trunk. How's that going for you? And uh, do you have an update on how she's doing? And uh, is it weird for you to join the band in under those circumstances? Man. <laughs> I him again? Jason. Okay, I'm thinking he did that Hang for on. a goof. All right, Ryan's going to take care of the board right now. I hope so. Yeah. Here, John's <laughs> going to check our connection real quick. I am curious to see, so, like... Uh, how much those two communicate and if they're in kind of... Dude's been rocking for 30 well, years. Right. John just put him out of the business. Right, yeah, and going. I do believe she is still technically in the band. I think she's recording. She is. I think she's technically still we'll in the band. We'll ask Jason yeah, about yeah, this yeah. once we get our... I think we also asked John Worcester that too when he was like, you <laughs> okay. know, it's just a touring thing from when Who? he was then. John Worcester. Who? 
Yeah, you know who John Worcester is. No Why? What, what bands has he been in? He's in some bands. Is this a bit? No idea. I don't get it. All right. We're, we're hoping our connection's okay. Jason, if you could hear us, stay tuned. Hang on one second, and we apologize for this. I think John's wringing okay. the necks of his children. Very, very. We, we, I got news for you. We have the most professional radio show run out of a bar and a garage. We Absolutely. really do. We've got tote bags for the tow drive. Mm-hmm. We do, indeed. <laughs> and Tommy prints them for us. In case you need to get in touch with him, he's Merchboy. <laughs> Merchboy.com. He's more than happy to print things for you. That's right. Next coming up mm-hmm. on uh, NPR, we've got mm-hmm. uh, the Brian Music Hall mm-hmm. Hour. And evidently, he'll print anything. Uh, he printed, uh, he he did a uh, thing. He printed for the Hitler Youth, yes, actually. Yes, actually. Great account. Recently, great account. He doesn't Youth. care. If the check clears, he'll do it. That's the motto. That's the official <laughs> business card motto. <laughs> Hitler Youth. Okay. It doesn't matter. He'll print it. Yeah, hey, if you're on the chat and you're hearing this, can you shoot, shoot us a line and say that you guys are loud and clear? Now we're waiting we to come back on. I don't know what's going on here. Okay, Jason's asking me if we have an alternative. Hang on one second. Mike and Yellow Just that. Tell me, give me one second. I think I have it stuff. Tell them we have Time Warner. <laughs> <laughs> any uh, any word from the uh, chat? No. I'm, I'm, I have no Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi? Do you have a Wi-Fi? Can someone substitute? I'm, That's Wi-Fi. I'm kind of serious. Like, Keep your get... hands off Wi-Fi, all right? <laughs> I got we're back on the it's air. It's me. Okay, we're back. We're Hang back. On. I got well, it all I'm, back. All right, Jason. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. God. There we go. Jason, I am so sorry. Uh, That's okay. One of my children unplugged the radio show because he thinks it's not cool. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go inside and uh, and (laughs) and take care of business. Oh, oh my God. It's still doing it. Uh, Can you hear me? Yep. Good. Anyway. One of John's kids had to get on Xbox so he could have some stranger call him the (laughs) N-word. No. Uh, So what's the... uh, All right. So what was my question? Laura Balance. Uh, Yeah. Is it it odd being being that Laura was in the band for so long? Is it odd coming in? And like, what is your relationship with her? Um, You know, I think the way that... uh, I can't speak for everybody in the band, but the, the way that it feels to me is that... Everybody knows this isn't super chunk <laughs> without right. Laura, but we're just out there celebrating the music anyways. Okay. And, um, you know, I mean, she's, she's not replaceable. No one, no one, you know, everybody knows that. You, uh, so this is, this is a version of the band, um, where we just go out and play and it's, it's not very often, but we have a great time doing it and people seem to still want to come to the shows and, and hear the songs. But you've known all these guys for years, right? So it's yeah. not like, you know, it's not like you're, you know, you're coming into a thing or there's, you know, like any weird schism or anything like that. It's like, no, we, you know, we got a record and we got to, we got to push it and we'd like to have you in. Yeah. They had a record coming out. And I think that was a big part of it. And, um, uh, you know, Laura's still in the band. She still records with them and she still does videos and, um, and she even did Fallon and they were nice enough to let me tag along and play guitar on that performance. Oh, cool. oh nice. Um, but there was, um, you know, it's, I, I don't think I've even talked to the guys about this before, but they, the last show that she played with them was at fun, fun, fun fest in, um, Austin, Texas. And I was there with the Bob Mold band and I, just, just I don't know what happened, but Laura and I sat there for about twenty minutes and talked before the show, just about you know family stuff, 
and then I watch their whole show from the side of the stage, and that's that's kind of cool for me to to know that I got to see that show. Right. I don't think anybody knew that that would be you know the last time that she would do that, but um, yeah, it's a pleasure. They're they're great to work with, and Mac. Um, I, I don't know how, if you guys follow the band, but he changes the set list pretty drastically right. from yeah. night to night. And um, that's really fun for me because that means I'm learning songs, you know, two to five songs in soundcheck. And I, I, I like that challenge. That's really fun for me. Well, that, that leads to my next question, which is like, like you have a pretty, you know, skookum resume. You, you've been you've been doing this for a really, really long time. And it is basically. Well, that's a nice way to say I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, is, uh, is. How old are you? Are you willing to reveal that here on the air for the I'm first 45. time? 45. Oh, you're not that old. But is it a like a, like so you've been at it for a long time and um, like as you said you like you appreciate the challenge and stuff like that but you know, you, you have a pretty ridiculous resume like I mean like like how has it uh, like been going to like is bass your primary? No, no I'm a guitarist and mm-hmm. I have to thank uh, Mr. Bob Mould for having the foresight to or the trust I guess really to um, hand that role to me and um it's allowed me to do a lot of really nice things with music and uh yeah in 2005 he asked me to join his band as as a bassist who was the uh who was the bass player before you he hadn't been touring um you know i think his last tour before that was like 98 or something right um and that that was going to be his last rock tour and then in 2005 he um he got a band back together. It was me and Brendan Canty from Kugazi and um, a keyboardist named Rich Morrell. Yeah, I remember uh, I was reading something about you um, playing uh, when you auditioned for the band that you figured you were, you, you remind yourself of the Michael Jordan quote to practice like it's a game. And you set up a whole rig in your garage or whatever and uh, you know, with a full PA and you practiced like every like it was a show. Just practice like full shows, like dress rehearsals, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that That's was cool. I, I was lucky enough to be in a um a basketball camp when I was in high school that Michael Jordan came to and he said oh. um never never practice a hundred free throws in a row because you never do that in a game. Never ever walk into a gym and just toss up a shot and jog over and get the rebound. Always play at game speed because you're practicing the wrong thing. You're not practicing what you actually do in a game. So that resonated with me, and I, you know, not a good enough basketball player to make it work directly from what, from what you're saying. <laughs> but I, I sort of borrowed that mentality for getting ready for a, a Bob Mould tour. So did you did what, you find it weird to uh, to well to switch to bass? I mean, I'm sure you've noodled with bass before then, but then, yes, I did, Pat. You're right. I'm not asking. Well, you. He, oh, um, you know, Bob might have gotten the idea from he, he produced. Um, I had a band in the '90s called Verbo, and and we did two records on Epic, and he produced the first one, and um, we recorded in Austin where he was living at the time, and I actually played bass on that record. So I mean, you know, as a singer songwriter, you when you're making demos at home, you learn how to, you know, program a drum machine and play bass so you can make demos. So you can play and, um, with your own stuff. Yeah, I was like a, I was a functional bass player, and I, and yeah, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I, I, I'm, I, I, <laughs> I like what I funk what I isn't do with Bob and the reason- Super Chunk, but I mean, I will tell you. Um, so I'm working on the new split single record right now and was lucky enough to have John Stewart 
play bass on that. Oh. And man, that was like taking a master class in bass playing. <laughs> you know, it's like just picking my jaw up off the ground. You know, it's, I, I, I hesitate to call myself a bass player when there are people like John Sterrett in the world. Well, that's, um, that's what I was getting to was that like, for me, it was like, I mean, I remember I had to make a move to bass and I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I can play bass. And then as soon as I got it, I was like, Oh wow, I'm a really horrible bass player, you know, cause guitar was always my primary. You're pretty good, Pat. And, and Pat, you're not a horrible bass player. Well, I had to learn how to do it and, but it's, it's an elemental shift. Okay. Yeah. J- Jason. Very different instrument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Jason, about that split single record, are you crowdsourcing this? Is is there a fundraiser that we could tell our artists? There is. About? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, we're on Pledge Music, split single Pledge Music. Um, we uh, basically, I asked John Stewart from Wilco to play bass on it, and John Worcester mm-hmm. to play drums, and they said no. Um, <laughs> but I, I, prom- I, I promised them that there would be pizza in the studio, and they yeah. said yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, they uh, they they burned through the first twenty eight pizzas in the first two hours, and we're basically asking people to help us buy pizza so we can finish the record. That's the best Kickstarter in rock and roll history. Just buy pizza. What? All right, you're a Chicago guy. Let's settle this once and for all. What's the best pizza place in Chicago? And is is deep dish even pizza? <laughs> yeah, sure it is. Um, you know, oh, yeah? the studio that we're recording at is right across the street from one of the best. It's a place called Art of Pizza, which yes. is Art a terrible pizza. name. Okay. A terrible name. It should have a name uh, like Luigi's or Stunad's. Yeah. I mean, I like, there's a, there's a small chain in Chicago called Lou Malnati's. I like their pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, there's here? so many. Pequ- and they all claim to be the best in the world. How, how's, how's the Pequod? I'm sorry? Pequod's? Where do you rank them? Oh, I haven't had theirs. Oh, interesting. I thought there was a big Chicago pizza. Are we pronouncing it right? Where'd you get me? Gino's, right? That's what you got me, Tommy? Gino's Deep Dish, baby. Gino's East. Gino's Deep Dish. Gino's East, yep. That was pretty good. I had it was, it, was on, it was on a plane. Yeah. It was a little dry. And no, well, wait, no, no. He bought it frozen. I remember this. He bought it frozen. Yes, they, they freeze frozen. them. They free. They make. Them oh yeah, pizza. you can ship them f- frozen. Yeah. Yeah, and we had Colette bake them up for us. Listen, yep. that shit was good. Yep, that's right. And have you what, have you had the New York pizza? What do you, what do you think? Is it a is it just a different animal? You have a favorite New York? Yeah, pizza I like place? it. I like it. Good yeah. answer. All right. I don't so have you... a, I don't have a I don't have a particular place that I that I prefer, and, and I I would I don't usually get pizza when I'm in New York, but I have right. had some. I like it. Jason, right, so who's the winner? Do you yeah. Chicago or New York? They're just totally different. Wouldn't you right. say they're completely okay. different? Foods? I would. I'm just trying to get you to make a controversial statement. <laughs> speaking of, well actually jason speaking of pizza and controversy could you tell our listeners about the time when you were in indiana oh this is great and there was the pizzeria who wouldn't serve i guess gay lesbian or, or transgendered people right. transgendered people sorry and what what did you do just despite their best efforts well, yeah, it was sort of it was the beginning of this trend that where people call it religious freedom. I guess is the the newest angle for the extreme right to uh, you were aware of it. rationalize uh, being horrible people. Um, <laughs> we were on tour. Uh, Split Single was on tour with a band, a New York band called Symbols Eat Guitars, and we were playing. I forget where we were playing, but we we're oh we we're, we we're headed to a show at in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I mapped the the trip, and I saw that we were going right past this little town that was making uh, 
Walkerton, I think it was called Walkerton, Indiana, that was making national news with this, you know, not refusing to serve people. So I asked the the two guys that were touring with me, I said, hey, would you mind if we went by this place? I'm really curious to see how this is all going down, and it's right on our path, and they were, they were cool with that. We get there, there's no one in the town, but there's all of these um, media crews set up with their cameras outside the, the pizza joint. And they wanted to interview us because they're just dying for any kind of clip <laughs> to send to yeah. the <laughs> Right, we need to do something. And, uh, We've been here all day, said, we got nothing. What's that? No, no. We've it, been here all day. We got nothing. We need to interview I said, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go on camera, but I'll, I'll, I'll post something on my Twitter. And um, I gave them all my Twitter handle. And then I said, is there another pizza place in town, or you know, how many other pizza places are there? And they said, well, there's one other place down the, you know, half a mile away. So we went over there, and I walked in, and there's a middle-aged woman behind the counter, and I said, hi, um, are you familiar with Governor Pence's? Uh, I think that's then Governor Pence, uh, his his religious freedom law that allows people to discriminate. Would you? Are there anybody that would walk through these doors that you would not serve a pizza to? And and she said, Hell no, I didn't vote for that guy. <laughs> and uh, I said, Very cool. Well, then I'll take a hundred dollars worth of pizza, <laughs> and um, which was like ten pizzas. Um, but li- literally, and you we didn't... brought them back to the uh, the other place and handed out the free pizza to the press word and, um, up and the protest it kind of got it kind of got jumped on it was like cnn and uh, you know the twitter thing kind of blew yeah, up a little bit and uh, it was for for me it was just a nice moment where you know being politically inclined um often i feel helpless and it felt like it was one moment where i actually got to sort of voice my opinion and it got heard you right. know right that was nice and you know it's funny because i have written down here i want to as you're a political guy you consider yourself a political wonk do you have a jason narducey political prediction for the presidential election do you have an opinion do you want to not talk about it everything's fine oh happy to talk about it um i don't see trump as the threat that a lot of people do i don't see their being any, I don't think he wants to be president. Yeah, I, I don't think he has the votes that people think. I think this is, you know, you, for years you hear like the, the media bending what's happening. I think this is the height of the media really manipulating what's going on. And, and they've admitted as much with, with the, you know, the presidents of these networks saying that we know that if we put Trump on the air, we make a ton of money and sure. we're going to continue to do it. Yeah. And um, he has something like a 70% disapproval rating with all women. Right. And you just yeah. can't win a general election with right. those right. kind of numbers. Well, that, that's a pretty hard um, number. I didn't that realize. That said, I, I think I think all three candidates are not very good candidates, in, in my opinion. Um, I when, when Bernie speaks, it resonates with me because I'm, I'm a pretty liberal guy. I don't think he's a great candidate, but... I, I'm glad that he's saying the things he's saying, and I'm glad that he's gained some traction and people are paying attention and supporting him. Um, but, I, you know, it looks like Hillary's, I think it's like, it's not even close. I think she's going to just barrel through and win. Right. Who 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 do you, who'd you support out of the gate? Did you? I like Bernie. Yeah. I, I, I like, I like his message. I, I mean, I, I never thought that a politician, I mean, you really, there's, there's nothing on him. <laughs> right. No, I know. That's that's, that's the in, funny thing. Like in that, public service for forty years, they're like and wait, have a guy that stuck to the exact same principles and said the exact same thing. That's I mean the, the the things that they're beating him up against, uh, beating him up for right now, are, are laughable. You know, yeah, like yeah. 
uh, he wrote he's a, a poem. bully or like, you know, he's, <laughs> why doesn't he get out of the way? It's like, that's really, that's all you got on? Well, that's what, that's what makes <laughs> me laugh about this, this argument that wait till, oh, wait, if Bernie became the candidate, the nominee, wait till the Republicans get to him. And I'm like, well, you know, he, they could say anything they want. And, you know, it's pretty much there's there's nothing on him. And and that's what pisses me off when people are like all politicians are the same. They're all the same. They all want your money. Well, this guy doesn't. He really does. He's not. Yeah. He's not. Yeah, he's not. And, and the fact that there's actual pictures of him uh, handcuffed to African-American young yeah. people in protests in the 60s. That's a that's a amazing, amazing. thing. That's a, a totally beautiful amazing. thing. So what makes you think he's um, a, not a, a good candidate? You say he's a bad candidate. I didn't say he's a bad candidate. I think he's just, he's not a, I don't think he's a good candidate. I think he's, um, I, I, I just think he's sort of clumsy and, and, uh, yeah. you know, when you think about a presidential leader, he's, he's an odd dude. You know, I oh, like yeah. him. Yeah, I like yeah. him a lot. He's definitely an odd dude. But he, he, you know what, the, the thing that really uh, worries me, though, is that Hillary's unfavorable numbers are so high. And I think we're probably going to get, you know, like our least liked president in maybe forever. I mean, yeah, I think they're the two like least liked candidates in history. Approval and second only to Trump. I mean, that's that's troubling. I, I wish that uh, <laughs> I wish that wasn't the case. But she, people just don't like her. I will say this about Bernie when you when you talk about his uh, clumsiness. That in the beginning, like you know, I'm, I'm believe me, I'm Bernie all the way. I'm inspired, and I, but yeah. as as the time goes on. I, I don't want to say I become less inspired, but he's saying, you know, there's not much else to say. Yeah, so, I, I totally so the, agree with you the on script that. is always the same, and not to call it a script, but it, but it is, you know, he's these are the points he's talking about, and it's he just yeah. it, he Very seems to, to a lot of people who aren't aren't you know or casual, it's just the repeating of the same thing. And the last well, the campaign I went to, too the, early, don't you think? Yes, the last rally I, I mean, went doing, to. Doing this for two years is just tiresome. Oh, it's ridiculous, and that's that was part yeah. of his problem too. Is he didn't come firing right out of the gate because he Did didn't we, think he was going to be the president. Look, he 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 came out and he said, "Well, I still have an obligation to my home state and to serve in that uh, political capacity as a senator. Yeah, I can't go yeah. go. I can't go out seven days a week campaigning. I'll go out three. And that hurt him, I think. Yeah. I think if at this point he knew he would be this far, maybe he would have campaigned a little harder right, in the beginning. Still when the idea was probably just to, hey, I'll get maybe fifteen percent of the vote and uh, you know move the conversation. Let me, ask, you know, for let, a goof. Let me ask you this: Do you think? Should, <laughs> let me ask you this: Do you think should he win the presidency, he's ready to step into every role that you would have to fill as a president? Oh yeah, well, look yeah. at the other options. Of course. But I mean, I'm you think Donald Trump... But could, I'm not asking... What is he, he going to get, grayer? I understand. That. I'm pretty sure Bernie could point out Syria on a map. Uh, of course. <laughs> okay, that's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's been a senator for, what, 30 years or something? The guy's... Yeah. He's qualified. But right. I, I think Hillary's more qualified. I, it just concerns me that... You know she's so disliked and, and has a hard time inspiring people. You know, right? Because um, there's the there's the, the with the inspiration where the inspiration is for Bernie, it's not there for her because it's just like kind of like I I have yet to meet a Hillary supporter who's like really impassioned. I'm sure they're out there, but there's like it's just hey we're gonna be uh, it's uh, more of the same the status quo but a little better. Yeah, it's not a message yeah. that resonates with people who are sick and tired of bad things happening. Yeah, what a what a year, right? I mean, it's, we're seeing rejection on both sides. I mean, I think the Republican Party is just 
imploding before our eyes. They, they, they literally can't do anything. Doesn't it sometimes feel like Trump is, is just trolling them? I mean, I just totally. Thought, I just I thought his energy plan is for more fossil fuels. <laughs> and right. some, it's like he's using all of their points, but it, it, it looks like comedy almost. You know, it's yeah. like... Um, it's WWE. But I think you're right. There's, I'm sorry? It's WWE. Uh, wrestling. Yeah, it's like a wrestling. Event. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like a yeah. he's like a carnival I think, barker. I think he, I think he did this for branding, and it's now now right. it's questionable whether or not he's actually helping himself because right. yeah. I just read an article today that his the Trump hotels, uh, the bookings are down fifty nine percent. Oh no, yeah, that's telltale. That's a big so, number. I, I, didn't know that. I think I, I think know, he I got himself know. in quite a position now where he, he he's so out. polarizing. Right. That Wouldn't it be funny? Really it, they business. should they should start posting those numbers on CNN. He's failed at every business. Exactly. He's always gone back, bankrupt, and he's going to fail at this one too. Exactly. That would be hilarious. But John, all of his endeavors yeah. are padded by his his, his well being. Right. So well, the bottom line is his bottom line. And, uh, I, yeah, I agree with Jason. I think that he didn't ever think he would get more than, you know, maybe 20% would right, be a lot. Right. And there was no way he well, would did become you, a Well, did you read the article? Did you read the, the open letter from the, um, the person who worked on his staff on his campaign? Yes, that was It came out maybe th- three months ago. Yeah. Oh, is this the right. woman? She said she was hired a year prior, and the goal was to get him to fit double digits. That was the goal, to get him to right. double digits yeah. in the primary. Great article. It wasn't to win. <laughs> They had no idea. I think he's shocked as anyone else. And the the only thing that does trouble me about people who say, oh, well, he can't win, is the the same, you know, pundits have been saying the same thing. Well, when when he came out and said he's running for president, we all went, ha, ha, ha. And then all of a sudden, he was he, he really is. did. Yeah. Well, and then started. we go, okay, that's one thing. And then it's like, well, he'll never make it beyond 20%. And then he did. And that's another thing. And then all of a sudden, there's no way he's going to become the nominee. And then he yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> so the yeah. next step, it's, I'm, I'm fucking afraid. Right. But this isn't the first time he ran. He's, he's run before. No, he, no, he, he has he run hasn't. before, yeah. Yes. What? Yeah. The, uh, Independent Party. How, last, how, the about, how about the, the GOP candidates? Oh, just the the dregs I mean, of that humanity. Was, that was the worst. Bat- I mean, doesn't it feel like Mitt Romney just looks so incredible right now? <laughs> yes, yes, totally agree with that. Yeah, Fred- give me John McCain. What the yeah, hell? Totally, right? I'll take John McCain, Mitt Romney over any of these assholes. <laughs> John McCain was always. I mean, if you, if, yeah, John McCain too. He, he you was. Could, you could put together. Uh, just like a, a little video of the things that Ben Carson said or the things that Jeb Bush said. I mean, these guys, it, it was incredible to watch how horrible they carried out their campaigns. I mean, just clueless. Jeb Bush had $100 million behind him. Yeah. And the guy's begging a, a room of 30 people to clap for him. Well, <laughs> Please clap. Listen, the smart ones they got push him away. up there. The smart ones got scared away by Jon Stewart. You can have the entire establishment behind you, and this is what's scary about Hillary, too, and the entire DNC and everybody and all the media and everything and still almost lose. Right. It, that's bad. Yeah. And the same thing with yeah, Jeb she Bush. she can't put him away. Jason, she can't. You- she can't, she can't do you she think that burning off her back? Do you think that if Trump wasn't in the race, Jeb Bush would be uh, the nominee? Would he be a poll higher than Cruz and Rubio and all those guys? Would he have done a good job? Because Trump made it really made him look like a weakling. You know, he made him look in his classic he, Trump. He's form. not. He's not. I mean, he misspoke so often. I mean, yeah. did, did you see the interview where they, um, where he was saying, you know, you only let um, Christians into the country? God. And the interviewer's like, oh, how yeah. do you tell that? And he goes, well, <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. You want to be president? It's in their paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a. Let me tweet a picture of a gun that's embroidered with my name. And it says like America right. rules. It's, it's just right. so weird. Appealing to idiots. Did you ever see? There's like there's those pictures that they do of uh, like the candidate. Like there's the, when they're sworn into office, and then a year later they always look like ten years haggard. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like you realize, could you the, imagine like yeah. like what is what is Bernie Sanders? I don't know. The cock- and, then, like, and then ten years later, like what is Bernie Sanders going to look like with that that ten years age? Like, don't exactly you understand? The same. Isn't he the same age yeah. as Hillary? Exactly mm-hmm. same. No, he's four, he's like years, four older. years older. Right? Yeah. Don't you understand he, how he, much money is involved he's, here? He's not that old. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. You know, you become president, you become all haggard, and uh, you, you realize that like we're on the brink of uh, destruction at every moment, and it, 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 I think it weighs on you. <laughs> hey, you know what we all like punk rock. Yeah, Let's the, talk about punk rock. The cocktail party's over. I really have to like legislate now. This is fucked up. <laughs> just, all right, sorry, Jason. I just wanted to ask all you guys: What do you guys think about this uh, newly announced uh, debate between Trump and Bernie? How do you I think, think that's Trump play? will pull out? I don't think it will happen. I would love to watch it. It'd be it, it would yeah, be. He gr- bailed today. He, he released his statement. Oh, did today he? And he bailed. Uh, it would be yeah. great TV. It would be great. It would be great. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, gonna he, raise he, ten, wait a minute. Once he brought money into it, that was his his exit strategy. Wait, Jason. Jason, he already bailed on that debate. Yeah, he released a statement. Oh, fuck that. Uh, Bernie would have killed him. Yeah. See, Trump's brilliant in that way that th- there's no way, like, bringing that up is is a win-win for him no matter what happens. It makes Hillary look yep. like she doesn't want to debate. Exactly. It yeah. makes, it makes you know, Ber- him and Bernie look like they're pals. It's, it's just like, it's, it's and, and if it doesn't happen, it's a win for him anyway. The Artful Dodger. It's, um, I mean, there's so many things that have happened during this uh this race that you forget about. I mean, he didn't go to one of the debates. When, when have we ever seen something like that where, you know, a front runner is just like, nah, I'm not doing that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> she's, like she, she's insulted that um, she, she should be the nominee by now. And she's said as much, and she's pissed <laughs> she off felt that, that way with Obama. Bernie's still in the conversation. And right. you know, yeah. why, why should she even have to answer that? You know, it's this uh, um, royal privilege thing anyway. All right, let's Thank talk you. about punk rock. So, when you started playing bass for Bob, was that weird? <laughs> for Bob Dole. Right. Bob Dole. The Bob Dole band. The Bob Dole band. <laughs> <laughs> Get Patch the Sky and Build the Wall, Bob Mould's next album. That tour was was sponsored by Viagra, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) You do a couple of things off his end arcade, right? Who's with me? Is it hard, though? All right, seriously. Play chartered ships. We joke around, but uh, you're a Husker Du fan growing up, I would assume, and the heroes of yours, and you have to step into this role and play. uh, You know, you guys do do play Husker Du songs, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm I've seen. Uh, I saw the one show when you weren't the backing band. The one of the one of the best shows. I, I, if I can interject, ATP. Yeah, yeah, ATP. I saw uh, you and John uh, playing with Bob at uh, at ATP at uh, Kutcher's, and it yeah. was it was staggering. I saw that great. show. Yeah, that that, that oh, show was you. so good. I think Bob released it on iTunes. Yeah, he it's, did. It's mm-hmm. getting did. better and better. So, so nice There's, job. Um, <laughs> it's funny when I met. Uh, I had a friend who um, was tour managing the Portlandia press um, tour. This was probably five years ago or something. And they came to the hideout in Chicago, and I went down there. Um, my friend Jeff, Jeff Bird, was tour manager. 
And um, at the end of the night, the only people in the room were Jeff and Fred Armisen and myself. And I met Fred just cordially before. And um, for the audience, across the room, Je- Jeff Bird said, "Hey, Jason, when do you go back out on the road with Bob Mold?" And Fred turned to me and goes, "You play with Bob Mold?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Are you on the ATP 2008 CD?" I said, "Yeah." He said. That's the password to all my bank accounts. Quick, ah. <laughs> everyone, write that down. For those of you who don't know who like Fred he's, Armisen he's is, he's a he's a drummer who's in a band called Trenchmill. Because most people don't even know it exists. But, yeah, I mean that's um, ridiculous, and I always miss it. I miss the. I went the next year, and Bob was great, but uh, you guys weren't the backing man. I think he had uh, who did he have? He had uh, No Age play behind him. It was great. Right. But oh yeah, right. I, I always miss the Worcester Narducci lineup. Oh my god! And Jason, how how much of a pleasure it is to to play bass with with John behind you on drums? Aside from being an, an amazing human being, what drummer? One of my favorites of all time. What a drummer! Yeah. But didn't uh, no? Didn't... I'm very fortunate. We met we met when uh, we were playing with Bob Pollard in 2006, um, or we met before that. But that's the first time we played together. And um, yeah, I've been fortunate to play in a number of different. Um, bands with John, it's just, you know, the Bob Mold band is very unique in that the three of us are very different people, but we all, uh, you know, are passionate about similar music. And um, I think that really helps the chemistry of the band. It helps us, you know, we all get along great. And I think partly because we're just very different people. And, uh, and we know our roles. And, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to play with uh, both but of them. But didn't you 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 recommended John for the gig, didn't you? Yeah, Brendan couldn't do uh, when we went back out in two thousand eight. Brendan couldn't do it because um, they just had uh, their fourth child, and you know it was just it was just too much for him to to be touring. And uh, my yeah, my first suggestion was John, and and John had conflicting dates, so he couldn't do it. And we went with this other guy who didn't work out, so we called John a second time mid tour and he he actually joined the band without rehearsing just flew in and in, yeah. in took Bob, over he can in, do it. in in Bob's book it's a really uh, adorable story <laughs> yeah yeah like, that that like actually that. happened i mean something that's not in his book that happened from my perspective is that and this is nothing against you know the drummer that's playing of course it just wasn't a good set yeah, of course not Tommy, uh, we're talking about Tommy hard. Lee and, you know if you're in the Bob Mold thing you have to hit the shit out of the drums oh yeah. I'm sorry I don't know if I can oh swear. yeah no you can swear go ahead okay um, and uh, so I kept on I didn't think about it but I kept on turning my bass amp down and it was so depressing playing with a drummer like that but then John shows up for sound check in uh, San Diego or something and um I had to turn my amp three times louder than I'd I'd ever had it just yeah. to get over John's you know, he he's a very powerful drummer and that's that's my that's it's a joy. But it's was it joy. was it was it similar to you like because I know like 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 you recommended John and John came in and I mean if, if by all means jump in and if I'm getting this wrong that Bob was like, Oh well, you know, who is this dude and you guys were kind of in a tight spot and John showed up and was like, Oh yeah, no, I know it. Like we're good. Uh, then, Bob, but, Bob knew John. But was it Bob, but, Bob knew John Worcester? Oh, okay. But was it similar for you coming into that uh, situation, playing like Husker Du stuff and stuff like that, where you're like, no, no, I know it. I grew up with it. Oh yeah, yeah. John grew up with that music and some of the solo stuff he wasn't familiar with. So we, <laughs> John and I, just got together in a hotel room and and just went through YouTube clips and but for, yeah. albums, but for you, and I just. <laughs> 
you know, Bob Mould doesn't listen to his old albums, and right. um, so some something that happens out of that is that he plays some songs differently and i mean like different chords (laughs) for you for you so there's little things that uh, i had to go through with you know just to make sure john was going to play the same part with us (laughs) but uh but for you like was it a similar situation as john coming in like you're coming in you're like yeah i know this house could do stuff back and forth um like were you so many songs yeah yeah we were we were both huge fans and both were very similar with, you know, most of Bob's stuff. Did he give you a list of like stuff to play? Because there's so many, the, the catalog between his solo stuff and Who's Do and Sugar and everything is just so much material that you can't yeah, possibly you know, John and I all. kind of, John and I push, well, I shouldn't say push. We encourage Bob to go deeper than I think he, he would normally. Yeah. Um, the first tour I did in 2005 uh, we played the same set list every single night. Oh, yeah? And um, it was a great set list, but, you know, Bob's got this catalog that's just ridiculous. Right. And um, so we, John and I have definitely, every tour we try to, like, encourage Bob to listen, try this and soundcheck or try this. And, and um, so we've gotten some really good songs in the set list. And, well, I... and uh that serves the uh, audience too, because anyone who's showing up to a Bob Mould song uh, show, excuse me, knows, you know, they're in the know. They're like the, the baseball fans of, you know, you know, whatever. But they re- know they're not sure. They, they know yeah. all the all those deep cuts. And I, re- I remembered seeing you guys, like I mentioned, the ATP two thousand eight, I guess it was, or whatever. And but like when you guys played Chartered Trips, I was absolutely floored. <laughs> and like yeah. I knew, I was like, I was Unreal. like, oh yeah, I was like, yeah. Jason and uh, <laughs> Dude, some of the best. So- Jason and John made that happen. Some of the best shows I ever mm-hmm. saw were those uh, Sugar shows when uh, Copper Blue came out, and you know I'm pretty old too. <laughs> and uh, you know, you see, it was watching that at Rosa, and, and those are you know uh, the Copper Blue and uh, what's the other one? Beaster. Pure Beaster. That yeah. EP is awesome. And uh, File Under Easy, Easy List. All those albums are fucking classic albums even if you discounted everything else he's ever done he's made these you know three or four albums that are just uh, stand on their own like crazy you guys play sugar songs too right yeah we do we we've since 2005 we played everything um that's that's beautiful i don't i don't think on the 2005 tour we played anything off workbook or black sheets but um yeah you definitely sugar and husker do and um yeah it's really fun i mean J.C. Auto is a Desert Island song for me. Yeah. That's just a shining moment in Bob's career for me. It's filthy. And uh, we were in Toronto starting a tour in 2009, and he knows how much I love that song, but he just doesn't want to do it. And um, he, he finally capitulated. He finally said, uh, you know, if somebody can print out the lyrics and put it on my monitor, I'll try it, you know, <laughs> and sound check. So the, t- the guitar tech goes and prints them out, and, and we get halfway through the song, and Bob's like, nah, too much, and I'm not going to remember this. <laughs> wow. And uh, so that was the beginning of the tour, and so we that was in Toronto, and then we did the East Coast. So maybe two weeks later, we're in Chicago <clears throat> at Metro, and I looked down at the set list, and we're about to play the last song of the set. I think it was Celebrated Summer. And Bob is talking to the guitar tech, and I, I have no idea what's going on. And all of a sudden, the guitar tech runs out with sheets of paper, and he puts them on my monitor. And I look down, and it's the lyrics to J.C. Auto, and Bob walks over to me and goes, 
Good luck. So I think I think JC Auto. Oh my god. How'd you do? How would you rate your performance? Did you do the trial by fire? I had a great time. Oh my god. Holy trial by fire. So as far as like uh verboten, verbo and everything like that, like uh like what's going on with uh your original stuff? Split so single. I'm making a split single album now that the pledge music thing is is part of that. Um we did make a fun video about the pizza thing. If you're curious about that, it's a little three minute thing that uh, right. I wrote you... and that John and John were nice enough to go along with. And of course, John Worcester is hilarious in it. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, so I'm recording that now and hope to get that out in the fall. Um, Where are you recording? It? And I've, I'm, it's a studio in Chicago called Atlas Studios, Atlas. a guy named Matt Allison. Okay. Matt's a Chicago guy who's done, you know, like Alkaline Trio and Smoky Popes and kind of that mm-hmm. uh, know the pop punk scene sure. in Chicago. Um, he's great to work with. He did the, he did the first split single record with me too. As far as um, the, as far as the older stuff, are you doing the uh, you doing the Victory Lap thing? Or are you releasing uh, like re-releasing? Well, they did that with the uh, Verbo, right? Didn't you guys do that? And then uh, you got you got a uh, you know disappointed that the reception wasn't that great. I don't know, it was ten years ago or something. No, you, you almost quit. No, we did quit the, rock and we did roll a live record, and we did a couple shows, and it was fun. I, I wasn't disappointed; it was fine. Right. I just needed to. I just needed to write new music for myself. You yeah. know. Just uh, it's been too long. I don't know. If you guys write songs, you can probably relate. But you know, playing songs you wrote twenty years ago can can be fun once or twice. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay. I'm, you know, I'm I not did, in that mindset I, anymore. I did want to go back for one second. If you have the time, I apologize. But uh, the um the difference between touring with Bob Pollard, where it's this big, you know, kind of this big giant party, and up uh, oh, the kids are awake. This uh. <laughs> This and then touring with uh, Bob. I don't know. If, uh, are all you guys sober in that Bob mobile? I know Worcester is. I guess, but I don't know. Are you sober, guy? Yeah, Bob is too. No, I drink. I'm the only person in the band that yeah. drinks. Um, it says a lot about our personalities. I mean, Bob and John are pretty, pretty private uh, people. You know, they don't really uh, go out and, and socialize a whole lot unless it's close friends. Whereas I'm, I'm definitely the the social member of the band. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll have a couple beers after the show, but it's, yeah, it's a very, it's, it could not be more different to <laughs> comparing the two. Right. From I mean, having not a- only does Pollard have, you know, just incredible amounts of alcohol involved, but he's also got this, this posse of people with him, you know, like all of his Dayton friends and, and uh, high school buddies and even like their sons. And it's, they're great. It's It's a great scene. It's really fun, but it is. It is very different. You know, Bob Mould is very professional and um, protective of his his privacy. And, yeah, it's, it's a different scene. Yeah, and rightfully so. And, you know, like, the thing is, like, there's certain people who can get away with that and other people who can't get away with that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, like certain people can, can drink and still keep it together and other people can't. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did, did you know Jason has a painting company? Is that still going on? Oh, Do you want to plug painters? your house painting company? Yeah, yeah, that'll go over well in New York. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, have, we have many listeners well, in the listen, Chicago area. Pat and, I, Pat and I are yeah. very handy individuals. I've worked construction my whole life. I'm kind of interested in uh, what's going on there. Yeah, I have briefly. A, I, I own a hand. I own a, a painting company, and I co-own a handyman business. Oh yeah. Oh. Are you a handy guy? No. No. <laughs> what, what cordless drill are you using these days? What's 
What do you got? <laughs> what do you got? DeWilt? Oh, we're going to talk shop. Cryobi? Yeah. No, I, I, actually, I actually don't. I just I came up with the concept because I had a, a crew chief with my painting company who is a very talented carpenter, and he and his wife were going to start having kids, and so he was looking for, you know, expanding the painting stuff. And I said, you know, you and I should start a handyman business. So we did. And um, that was uh, eight years ago. And I've had the painting company since 2001. So that's that's 15 years. And how's it doing? You're making some money on that? Or what's more profitable? Yeah, that's my main job. I really? Mean, that's, oh. You know, yeah, painting is very consistent. And we, you know, there's a Big Ten school here in Evanston called Northwestern University. And sure. we We've paint dorms there. And uh, we do residential stuff, and we're yeah, we're thankfully we're very oh, very you, you know you got the north funny you, because it's the only job I've ever had where if you if you just do what you said you're going to do, people love you. Okay. <laughs> and you get you to, know, and my, you get my to competition a, is terrible. Like these, you these got the northwestern dorm contract, yeah, man. What crap. the hell? Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and you get to put well, on headphones and listen who, to Van Halen all the time. You have to grease the, the dean. I have about eight painters. And there's about 250 painters on campus. If oh, that gives you any perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. wow! Man, do is your company exclusive to interiors? Do you do exteriors? Like, you, would you paint? We do exteriors too. Okay. Yeah, we do both. But I'm I I shy away from that because as a contractor, if I can get the interior work, I'm doing that because um, the exterior work, you know, in Chicago, the weather is just so oh, yeah. unpredictable. It's and it goes bad. In the butt and you got some idiot calling you up going, hey, you painted my house five years ago. Now it's flaking off and you got to show back up and repaint it. Get the hell out of here. I just I just bought uh, Jason. I, I just bought a bar. Uh, in Sunnyside, I'm going to fly you up. And, he's never, he's never uh, talked not about not it only, Not only will I get a flat black ceiling, I'll get some indie credibility. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's, see <if> Jason, <laughs> let's see if Jason agrees with my painting tips. Cut, cutting in is bullshit. Uh, get as much as you can with the roller and cut in after. Hey, does Jake uh, we cut We cut first. We cut first. <laughs> um, does Jason want to so, so good at painting with my hand now. That I do not use tape at all. Good, I mean, I, awesome. I, That's good. Yeah, I, that blue I, tape setting up blue tape on all the trim is actually a waste of time. A waste if, of time. If you're a good painter, if you're a good painter, so you get a, you get yourself yep. one of these nice purdy brushes, right? Damn nice straight. three inch brush, something like the two and a half inch brush. Spend seventeen dollars. You roll. You watch the paint, and it becomes like a zen thing to you. You watch the paint roll off the end of it, and you can you can you know mesmerize yourself <laughs> and roll it right underneath that crown molding and make it perfect yeah. and then and then someone like the cat like will walk in the room and fuck everything up <laughs> or, or, John, or, do you, or do you use the foam the foam edgy thing no fuck those foam edgy things that's amateur hour that's man. whack but Thank it makes it makes a you good know who, line. You know who's an incredible painter in the music world? Who? Uh, and I mean, like this type of painting, not like like house painting. Yeah, I was gonna say Tobin. Tobin, Tobin Sprout. Uh, Frank Jim, Jim Boquist in <laughs> Minneapolis. Do you guys know who Jim Boquist is? No. Jim Boquist. Of course, I know Jim. Jim Boquist is the original bassist in Sunvolt. Yeah. Oh. And uh, he toured with. Uh, he was um, Paul Westerberg's bassist for a while. I'm gonna Great call. guy, and he he just makes a killing up in Minneapolis. Yeah. He's like the. He's he he's um he's just super talented, so he gets all these. He can come. I'm gonna fly. Know, I'm very gonna fly, wealthy people I'm gonna, fly, I'm gonna fly both him and you out. Yeah. <laughs> Coat the fuck out of the room. Spray <laughs> my place down. And give, me some, give me some indie rock credibility. I love those Sunvolt <laughs> yeah. records, man. Those are great. Coat the fuck out of the room. Yeah, that first one's incredible. Yeah, I'm, a, that, I'm, a, uh, I'm a Sunvolt fan. That, Straightaways. That song, route. 
Holy shit. Drown. Ra- drown? Ra- yeah, both of them. Great. All right, uh, Jason, yeah, I know we've had you on for a long time. Do you mind playing a little game with us? Uh, it's called Crap Not Crap. I'll just give you a ban. You tell me whether uh, you think they're crap or not crap. If you feel like you have to stop and qualify your answer, that's fine. It's uh, kind of a speed okay. round. Are you down? Are you busy? Sure, yeah. All right, here's a speed round. Crap Not Crap with Jason Narduzzi. Frank Zappa. Not my thing. Uh, not crap. Hmm, not a thing, but not crap. So crap. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Not crap. Metallica. Crap. Foo Fighters. Not crap. Uh, uh, Deep Purple. Uh, not crap, but not my thing. Van Halen. Not crap. Well, wait, which year? That's <laughs> <laughs> where it gets first tricky. Four, first four records, not crap. The rest, crap. <laughs> Even the record that's like 90% covers? You're saying? <laughs> right, most people lead off with Diver where the band is left off. So, like, Diver down? Off, no, I think I came right up to, right, Fair Warning is number four, yeah. right? So first four records I'll stick with. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what year is it when you're like 10 years old? 80... Uh, 81. Okay. I actually like... saw Van Halen in 80... Is either eighty two? Is Diver Down? Is that eighty two? Oh, yeah. Diver and then down. again in eighty four. Saw him, saw him a couple times. Bob Dylan. Jealous. You know, I really don't like Bob Dylan, yeah. but I, I can't. Call crap. We don't like him that much either. <laughs> you know, it's not a collective. Believe me, all five. There's five people in here, and we all disagree on everything. Yeah, yeah, some people. But I, you know, I, I, I'm never putting on a Bob Dylan record. Like, oh, I can't I wait to hear some him. Bob Dylan tonight. Maybe, maybe. Other other barrage members love him. And I think it's something about his uh, he's pompous. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's I don't get it. You know, there's some okay. there's some really cool things. He's I mean, when he went electric and just like threw the finger to the folk scene and whatever that was, sixty seven, yeah. sixty eight. That was great. There's there's really cool footage of of him during those times. But yeah, it's, it's just you know whatever that type his his style just does very little for me. Who who is your favorite band? Do you have a favorite the who? band? The Who? Really? Nice. Yeah. What's the best yeah. Who album? Live cheap, at Leeds? Cheap Trick. Yeah, cheap nice. Trick right there. Did you hear the Cheap, did you cheap hear Trick the, was my first concert. you got to erase those off the crap, not crap list now. <laughs> no, the Cheap Trick is never crap. Never on the Jason, crap list. Jason, did you hear the no. new Did you hear the new, new Cheap Trick song that we played during our, our break before? He was busy having a life. I, I didn't, <laughs> but I love that new record. You're right. It's really Do you buy really all good. the new Cheap Trick records? I'm sorry? Do you buy all the new Cheap Trick, cheap trick records? No, this is the first one I've bought in a long time. I think the new record's great. It's clobbering. Yeah, we played. Hey, uh, we played. I no, also no got direction to, uh, home. This is pretty cool. I got to play on uh, Bunny Carlos' solo record that comes out. Nice. Wow. What? What? <laughs> it's me and Bob Pollard. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sure no. that was a that was a good time. Did uh, is Bunny Carlos a, a sober guy? I hope not. And you guys were all just partying the whole time in his house full of drums. <laughs> He was sober when I, you know, I only spent that one day with him, and he was he wasn't drinking. Um, Bummer. The, the dude's got some stories, man. We we took a lunch break, and uh, somebody in the room asked Bon. He said, "This is a good question." He said, "So you guys, Budokan comes out. When was the next time you guys went back to Budokan?" And so Bunny starts telling the story, and he's he said the band is at the airport. And, um, you know, this is before cell phones or the internet. So he called the band manager and said, okay, we're at the airport. We're all here. We'll make it. And the manager said, uh, Hey, Bun, you got to call Jack Douglas, who is a producer um, and produced one of the cheap trick records. Uh And you got to call Jack Douglas right away. So Bun hangs up, calls Jack Douglas. 
Jack Douglas says, hey, how long are you going to be over in Japan? And he said, we're coming back Friday. Jack Douglas said, I need you in New York on Saturday to record with John Lennon. But you you can't tell anybody. (laughs) So Bon hangs up the phone and goes, hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) As you would. At that moment, moment, I just look up and I said, Bon, tell me everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. I'm sure that guy incredible. has such stories, man. I would love to get that guy's Did ear for see, five minutes. Uh, did you ever see the video? There's a video on uh, YouTube of him going through like all, all the drum beats or whatever, but it's uh, you know his his drum solo that he'd do, but it's how it's all. It's like, he's like, yeah, it's the Beatles and Dave Clark 5. He's like, yeah, I'm just stealing all of it. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's, cool. it's, it's uh, worth watching on, you know, on YouTube. If you can search uh, Bunny, uh, like his drum I'll clinic. definitely check that out. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. You know, when Jason mentioned before about uh, John Worcester hitting hard, and the uh, I, I thought about the efficiency of drumming, and, you know, yeah. Worcester's really efficient, and Bunny Carlos is one of those guys, too, who's just like, there's no wasted movement or energy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. That's exactly right. Very efficient player. Uh, how about Kiss? Crap, not crap. Crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 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 here's here's my thing. I was There's a, a member of the Kiss Army. Oh, in were the you? Oh, you and John Worcester. How old were you? Uh, six. Oh. <laughs> I thought you had, I thought I you were I, like twelve and already like sold out punk rock. I think I was for three years. I was. Maybe, no, six is too young. This would have been when did the uh, Phantom of the Park come out? Was that seventy nine? Uh, something like so that, was, probably. Was, yeah, uh, eight, probably seven. eight. Yeah, probably eight. <laughs> you so um, is Bob Mole the only so person I in the band who's not a member of the Kiss Arm? I'm sorry. Is Bob the only member of the band who wasn't in the Kiss Army? <laughs> well, he 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 wore uh, Gene Simmons' makeup, though. That's in his book, isn't it? There's a picture of him in Gene Simmons' makeup. Exactly. He saw Kiss. He saw Kiss. He saw Cheap Trick open up for Kiss. Oh my God! Yeah. Do you Dude, have that picture? Yeah. I'd love to see. I saw I saw the Kiss uh, Phantom of the Park. Yeah. Right, which was broadcast television. Yeah. Right. Yeah. While, yeah. while I was while I was at Hershey Park in Pennsylvania. Uh, Meta. Like like the night we arrived in Hershey they Park, put the, that was on really? TV. Yeah. It was a television yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah, exactly. For, and I made arrived, for TV. Yeah, exactly. This is some holiday, Mom. That's awesome. <laughs> 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 like Gene Simmons is the is like a monster. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations! Now I'm shitting myself. How many of you guys gonna be, like I'm gonna get be, licked? I'm going to be assaulted by whack rock. Crap, not crap. With Jason Narducci. <laughs> uh, uh, Jason, crap, not crap. Prince. 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 Did you, did you say Prince? Yeah. Not crap. The Beatles. Not crap. Velvet Underground. Not crap. Lou Reed Solo. Crap. <laughs> I love that line. I don't know why. I love the line drawn in the sand there. Oh, I thought uh, you said the line crap. <laughs> Sonic Youth. Not crap. A Rage Against the Machine. Ooh, man. <laughs> You guys share a manager or something? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I really. What's the guitarist name? I really don't like him. Uh, Tom, Tom Morello. Morello. <laughs> oh man! Why did yeah, you meet I that? I played a benefit with him here in Chicago. He was a dick. And the guy. He, oh, oh my god! <laughs> Just saying, it's okay. Well, that goes to my last question. Who's the biggest asshole you ever met in rock and roll? Is he it? Could be Tom Morello. Uh, Jonathan Richmond was one of the worst. Wow. Really? Oh, that's Mario. disheartening. Oh, man. The first, Mario's here. Mario's a big Jonathan Richmond fan. 
Jonathan Richmond, biggest oh, asshole. First of all, he's like he's he's crazy conspiracy theorist. Oh no, he's um, he's a conspiracy yeah, wacky like far right wing. What the fuck? Him and Xine. He's he, a right wing. Wait, are you saying Jonathan Richmond is a right wing conspiracy theorist? What? Oh oh yeah. Here's oh, a story man. for you. So. I, I did dates with him, and um, I used to put the cellist named Allison, and we were doing some solo, and it was like duo. Oh, yeah, hell and money. West, and we opened up for him at the Bottleneck in Lawrence, Kansas. We sound checked before he got there, and um, Allison and I like to play loud. We both, even though it was acoustic guitar and cello, we had distortion pedals. And yeah. The monitor guy at the Bottleneck said, um, you know, we had Helmet here last week, and you guys have your monitors louder than Helmet. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. And uh, Jonathan gets there after we're sound checking, and he introduces himself to the room. Like he walks into the room and goes, "Jonathan here." <laughs> I was just like, "What wow. the hell is this? Wow. <laughs> what is going on?" And oh boy. we watched his sound check, and he truly believes that electricity comes from Mars, right? And that we shouldn't support Martians. I guess I don't know where he's going with this. <laughs> And so he insisted that the PA be at 25% and that the sound guy not mic the skiffle drummer at all. Oh, shit. And so we did our show, and then we we left because we, we had a place to stay in St. Louis. So we drove to St. Louis, and the next show was at Cicero's in St. Louis. And he he got in my face, and he said, I like jazz, I like classical, I like vaudeville. You guys are too loud. You're playing for 30 minutes tonight, including encore, which oh, is a total oh dick thing God. to say because the uh, yeah. band is going to play an encore. Yeah, right. And uh, including encore, and, um, <laughs> Allison was a huge Modern Lovers fan, and she just walks over to a table and just starts puts her head down and starts crying. Oh no! And, oh, no. and I this love is, this is right in front of the stage where <laughs> Jonathan's getting ready to set up. So I walked over to her and put my hand on her back and very audibly for Jonathan went on a little monologue about how Jonathan Richmond's getting older and you know, he can't handle the volume of a real rock band. And um, for some reason he's playing in rock clubs. Who knows why he's doing that? Yeah. I just went to town. I was just like, nice. fuck this guy. <laughs> and uh, wow. he heard me. Holy yeah. God. Don't hurt and, my friend. Uh, asshole. Did, did he, he started, react? He, he started the back pedal a little bit and, um, <laughs> Invited me out to dinner, and I was like, "Yeah, no, we're not, we're not Delicious. doing that." Yeah, so here we are, live from the broadcast. So I had no, the, fuck you, Jonathan Richards. Stand at the, <laughs> at the back door, behind the stage, with our hundred dollars. <laughs> I was like, "We're going to play the last song. We're going to unplug. If you can just hand me that hundred dollars, we'll leave." leave. Yeah. Well, well, which we did. And then three months later, I'm doing an interview with a, a St. Louis paper, and the, the guy's like, "I saw you guys at Cicero's. It's so crazy what happened at that show, isn't it?" And I said. Uh, you know, honestly, I didn't stick around. What happened? He said it was a packed house, and Jonathan kept on yelling at the sound guy to turn it down. It's too loud. But the crowd couldn't hear him, so the sound guy didn't do it. And Jonathan got so upset that he walked through the entire audience and went up to the sound guy and started yelling at him. And the promoter got involved. The promoter walked over and said, Jonathan, this is in front of the whole crowd. Jonathan, you get back up on stage and finish this show, or I'm not going to pay you tonight. Uh, <laughs> in front of everyone. Yeah. In front of everyone. And and so he he just made a total fool of himself. And then my, my last portion of the story is um, I went to get a haircut here in Evanston, and um, uh, this woman was sitting next to me, and I recognized her voice. And it turns out to be Julia Sweeney. From <laughs> 
And uh, she's awesome. She's a wonderful person. And we just started chatting about music. And she said that uh, in 1994, when she was on SNL, Spin Magazine asked each cast member to interview a musician. And she picked Jonathan Richmond because she was a huge fan. Yeah. And and he, they've been sort of, quote-unquote, friends ever since. And she's the one who told me, like, he literally walks around neighborhoods with flyers, conspiracy theorists, no, flyers, and puts them in windows. You know, oh, like, is he one of these guys? Oh, and, um, what is he, the, the he Glass-Steagall guys? Envelopes of all that stuff, and she just, you know, she's like, what is going on with this guy? This Christ. is the greatest yeah, he, radio he, show of all he's time. He's really far out there. This is Mario's hero, by the way, it Mario. Is. Well, you know, he has a song about the Martian Martians. <laughs> what kind of flavor would the Martians like? Now you know, dude. <laughs> Let's Frank, move Frank on. Oh, by the way, about him. no, I, uh, I, I believe you, but uh, he is a freaking genius. But he's uh, obviously crazy. It's so. a question mark. Yeah, they often go hand in hand. Most geniuses are uh, have some kind of troubles in their life. But uh, yeah, Jonathan Richmond, that's wow. funny. Uh, by the way, when he talks about Allison, uh, the cello player, who is also uh, you might know her as Helen Money, who I've seen a couple times open for Shellac, which yeah, just brilliant. And you know, if you want to. Not skip an opening band. That's the one to not skip. It's it's She's an incredible. It's, a, it's an emotion yeah. an emotional set, a passionate set, a musical set. It, I mean, you know, I'm I'm blown away by Helen Money. I love her. Yeah, she's Thank really you. great. I'm really <laughs> happy for her. She's she's doing really well. So let's move on with crap, not crap. Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I mean, I would say ninety percent crap. But there's there's a couple songs that I I do fall for. <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> no, um, that was. What's the the album with? Uh, I'm burning for you. There's some songs on that record that I really uh, like. The, the Buck Dharma written tunes, <laughs> Red and the Black. All right, let's move. Yeah, on. I can't remember. Uh, all right, here's a real. You know, this is so contentious. And it's polarizing. Your whole, uh, you know, your whole life depends on this question. Steely Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, Crap! Yeah, it's about time. I don't get it, man. Why? Why does everyone love Steely Dan? Didn't, wait a minute! Didn't Worcester not crap them? I, I, he might have not crapped them. Who think cares? They John, could fight, John, they could fight it out in the bus. John Worcester's such a nice guy. I think he not crapped everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did. He played a good. John has John has really interesting. Um, you know, bands that would surprise you that he likes and bands that he doesn't like that right. would surprise you. Like he, yes, he can't stand Genesis. And I understand, <laughs> you know, like later Genesis, but I would think that he would, he would dig some of the earlier stuff. Don't be an early Genesis yeah. guy, man. Don't do it. <laughs> you got to add him a crap nut. Right <laughs> no, bro. You haven't heard Carpet early Colors? Genesis. Oh, I love Carpet Colors. <laughs> Are you a prog rock fan? Not usually. I mean, I guess from that standpoint, it makes sense that Worcester wouldn't like it. But, I mean, there's some great songs. What do you think about Yes? Yeah. Paper Late by Genesis. Good. Oh, man, that's one of the worst concerts I ever saw. Yes? Uh, saw them in 88. Yeah, it was wow. terrible. The only good thing about it is that they didn't have an opening band. They just showed a Popeye cartoon. <laughs> Not just For 15,000, you know, white dudes with Budweiser's in their hands. That's that's pretty entertaining to watch them watch a Popeye cartoon. We paid good money to watch this Popeye cartoon. Jason saw yes, and he was like, no. Yeah, you can talk about phoning it in. Uh, <laughs> I love this game. Uh, Fleetwood Mac. Not crap. Jethro Tull. Not crap. There you go, Mario. Not crap on the Tull. Yeah, no. 
Mario <laughs> is a big punk rock guy, and he's uh, 60 years old. He's standing at the table over there. He's a big Jethro Tull Loves fan. Loves the Tull. And uh, what'd you say? Ian Anderson was the biggest dick you ever met, Mario? No, that's a dick. I mean, he's a genius, too. He's like uh, most instrumentalist uh, uh, winner of Cream from 71 to like 82. Right. But he's uh, real. You met him and he was a jerk? Yeah, he is a jerk. Sorry. <laughs> you know, Worse than Jonathan Richmond. As, a, as, a, as, a, as an Irish guy, we, we refer to somebody who's useless as playing his flute. <laughs> Tom Waits. Crap, not crap. Not crap. De La Soul. Not crap. Yeah. Television. Not crap. Crocus. You know, I don't know if I've ever heard Crocus. Good what? for you. What's Good your favorite you. Crocus tip? Uh, Gang of Four. Patrick Walsh. Not crap. I guess I could skip the Husker Drew question. The Clash. Not crap. King Crimson. Ooh, not, not my thing at all, but I... Okay, crap. <laughs> Pink Floyd. Uh, not crap. Aerosmith. Here's here's my thing about Pink Floyd. <laughs> American everyone American stops radio at Pink Floyd has, has ruined their legacy for me. Like, right. why does American radio for the last thirty years only play ten Pink Floyd songs? Right. Instead of the other, uh, you know, you forget. Show, you, yeah. you keep on hearing those songs. And you're like, wait, but there's. They can be good. They're a victim of the media, like Bernie Sanders. There you go. Like Trump, yeah. <laughs> like They're Trump. the Trump of yeah. rock and roll. Trump's busy using all of his own money, quote unquote, and meanwhile, it's a no interest loan that he's going to get paid back for. Don't yeah, let wake, yeah, up, exactly. wake up, yeah. sheeple. Where's Jonathan Richmond? Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Uh, <laughs> King Diamond. King D. You know, uh, my friend Dave Hill is a huge fan of King Diamond. Oh, I we, oh we've had Dave on the show. Yeah. Who? Dave what? We've had Dave on. Good guy. Yeah, Dave loves King Diamond. I, I don't think I've heard King Diamond. Dave partied with King Dave. Dave also had his uh, his cover photo <laughs> of him and the guy from, uh, who's the crazy white supremacist dude? Oh, Phil Anselmo. No, he's not white supremacist. Yeah, okay. Phil Anselmo? You make your own story out. Tickle me Anselmo. That guy. <laughs> he, that, made, he made a couple of, like, asinine. Oh, a couple of, he's, uh, he's up there on stage David screaming white it. power, dude. Because he uh, was making a joke about the white No, line. he wasn't. That's, that's, that's a, a cover-up Exactly. White right, power keep, sucks. That's not right, what I'm trying okay. to keep, keep defend mind, here. Keep in mind this is a Jew. What? Defending who's, the white race. Phil Anselmo is a Jew. Defend, defending oh, music off. behavior right now. <laughs> right. No, listen, that guy. I got to say the yes. uh, the Dave Hill, Phil Anselmo uh, videos are hilarious. They Have are. That, but... <laughs> the the whole right. grasshopper. Dave's got up. a great. Uh, yeah, the grasshopper. Right. Yeah, it's so right. funny. Dave Hill has a, is it Dave Hill who has the, like one yeah. of the best Trump stories ever? All right. King Missile. Uh, yeah, listen, yeah. Stop trying to cut me off. I'm, I'm doing something. <laughs> On with the game. Dave Hill used to make uh, ringtones, and uh, he, he had a one-on-one -on -one meeting with Trump. <laughs> it was good. If you want to go back into the, to the iTunes and listen to that interview, be my guest. Dave's a good guy. Joe Walsh. I think that story's in his new book, too. Is it? I, yeah, I like yeah. Joe Walsh. Yeah, man. Joe Walsh. Not crap. Sebado. Not crap. Chavez. Not crap. Uh, the Misfits. Not crap. 
I don't know about this new version, though. Oh, it's going to be great. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've already had my tickets <laughs> oh, for Chicago. Oh, no, boy. I'm not going. It's the original lineup. What the fuck are you How guys talking about? How much are those about? tickets? $299. $299. That's ridiculous. ridiculous. 700 bands. Do you play. like a band that exists now? Morrissey's playing. <laughs> Is there one band that exists like in their fucking yeah, time? Like, all those current. bands are playing. It's 900 right. bands. Like, I'm from New Jersey, and I'm not going. Are <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? That's going to be I'm sorry, Jason. We have a we have a game walk off home run. You guys are killing me here. Sorry. Who did it? Grandy? Granderson. Uh, Curti- Curtis Granderson. Walk off home man. run. Mets win six five. God, we had wow. a six. We had a five to one lead and we fucked it up in the ninth. Jason, you're a, gonna, you're a basketball guy. You're a sports guy. <laughs> I'm gonna walk. Yeah, off I this love show. basketball. Uh, so, what do you think about this uh, Clippers uh, collapse? Did they win? The Warriors. Last- oh, the Warriors. Did they win last night? They won last night. Yeah. So it's they three, did win three yeah, two. I- I think they can still do this. Um, I, it has been stunning to watch because uh, I don't know if Curry's hurt or what, but that, there's been a couple games where he just couldn't. Yeah, you know, it's been looking good again, though. They won the first game, and then you're like, well, that's an anomaly. You know, the Clippers are going to destroy them. Uh, the Warriors, excuse me. Why do I keep saying the Clippers? Uh, they're going to destroy them. Yeah. And uh, n- next thing you know, they're down 3-1. to one. Washington Stars. What Westbrook is really showing his grit, you know, that I wish that, uh, you know, I, I hear that Derek Rose and Russell Westbrook work out together, but man, I wish Derek Rose had 50% of the competitive drive that Westbrook has. Yeah. Derek Rose kind of, uh, laying back. Derek, Derek Rose is a bigger collapse than, uh, the Warriors, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what's the other, uh, Toronto has a chance, uh, Toronto, Cleveland, what's it, what they do got, we add at that yeah, series? Yeah, but they got beat up too the other night. They're they're playing right now. You could probably it might even be over. Yeah. All right. Who's your favorite basketball player of all time? Is it Charles o- Charles Oakley? Who of all time? Well, that's got to be MJ. <laughs> yeah, of course. Being yeah. that you're uh, you're an influence uh, by him. All right. Who's the second one? Yeah. Screw that guy. Pistol Pete Maravich. <laughs> Dave, second De- favorite Dave DeBusher. player. Hmm. That's t- that's a tough that's a tough one. I I do like Kevin Durant a lot. I like his game. I like the way he carries himself. Right. Um, yeah, I'll go. With, I'll go with Kevin Durant for now. You, I mean, I used to love watching Barkley play because oh, he's man. you know he's six foot four and he's getting every rebound. Hey, who's the guy? Um, uh, Barkley does a, a a show now with another dude, some white guy, and uh, who's not a basketball player. They just had a three point contest and the guy kicked his ass. It was great. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Ernie Johnson. Beat him. Ernie yeah, Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're here to say, what is your basketball prediction? Who will win the NBA title? Um, I, I, I think uh, I'll, go, I'll go with OKC. OKC for the championship. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. Jason Narducci, handicapper, basketball man. He uh, plays uh, in Bob Mould's band. Go uh, get Patch the Sky on Merge Records. Also, yeah. uh, when are you guys going out? Let's see what I have here. He can be our Jimmy the Greek. You he can, can make he can make calls for us. You, you can tell me they they're going to be Cleveland. I'm sorry, I had to say it. You can go see Bob Mold's band uh, Saturday, June 4th at the Primavera Sound Fest in Barcelona, Spain. Hell yeah, best festival I've ever been to. And that's actually um, that's just Bob. That's just Bob. Just Bob. So Jason will not be there. Yeah. Okay. But how about Riot Fest? You're in. You're in for that. That's right? the show I was. Yeah, talking we're doing about. that. That's yeah. Friday, September 16th, and that's for all our Chicago friends. <laughs> With our... the Misfits. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just need to explain something. That's the Misfits show I'm going to. He's oh, really? playing it. <laughs> well, you're going for Jason, but I'm you're going gonna for, ca- there's you're a million you're gonna, get, <laughs> you're gonna get the Misfits in addition to Jason yeah. and Morrissey. And right. more. So basically, if you break it have down, have they announced? Have they announced which bands are playing which day? That they haven't. 
Okay. Well, they right. have, but they don't. They don't tell it to the talent. We'll let you know. So go out there and see Jason and John and Bob uh, Friday, September sixteenth. Well, I know. I'm Chicago. just not sure if I'm supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can tell. No one's listening. What night are you playing? We're on Saturday. I think. I think Morrissey is too. And the Misfits. Morrissey is on Saturday, and and the Bob Old Man. <laughs> I think. I think the Misfits are on at noon on Sunday. <laughs> I think this is an exclusive. This is a Radio Nope world premiere. There you go. We got the we got the scoop. Uh, and after that, also, if you're an LA guy, I know we have some listeners in LA. Sunday, September 26th, at the uh, whatever that is, the World Festival in LA. Go see them. Thank you. I think it's the 25th at the Hollywood Bowl. All right, you know September better than 25th. I do. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for uh, talking to us, Jason. Really appreciate it, man. It was a pleasure. Yeah, great, talk, great talking with you guys. Thanks right. for inviting me. Anytime, and if you could talk to Bob and tell him to call in uh, next week, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, consider it done. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jason. This Jason Narduzzi. Yeah, Thanks, man. Yeah. Have a good what a night. great interview. Thanks, thank guys. you, man. I appreciate it. Is there anything else? Have a else? great holiday weekend. All right. Love to the family and uh, good luck, bro. Yes. Thanks, Jason. See you in Chicago. There he is. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thanks, man. There's Jason Narduzzi. Holy God. I don't, I, don't uh, know, I don't know what he thinks of King Missile. <laughs> how do you guys do it every week? You know, or the I don't know. How, I'm flying by the seat of my pants here. Pat, I'm flipping Stick through. Stick a feather in my cap, I'm, fli- I'm flipping through some like rock notifications of bands playing. King Missile's playing Cake Shop tomorrow night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How crazy is that? And we're yeah. all going. Yeah. What time is this? I'll be there. Yeah, I'll go. Lock, baby. Missile. <laughs> well, Dave, yeah, Dave Rick's been talking about that for a while. That guy's out of his mind. <laughs> Dave Rick of King Missile. Oh, man, this is great, man. What a great interview. That was great. That well, was give it up fun. one more time for Thanks, Jason. Jason. Yeah. And Jason, thank you for calling back after our technical yes. difficulties. Uh, consummate professional. Yeah. Calling back <laughs> he called like us four three times. times. <laughs> four times. Hey, John, I got. I can I can play something from that, uh, that 2008 show that we were talking about. Yes, you can. Uh... What do you want to hear? Uh, let me play a song, and you can play a song. All right, fair enough. Here's play black, some music. Here's Black Confetti off the brand new Bob Mold album, Patch cool. the Sky, which yeah. you can ob- obtain at Merge Records. Thank you, Jason. We'll be back after this.
quite a herpetologist myself. <laughs>
Mario, I will tell you what happened was that I, uh, what I did was I released the bird on the on the plaza, and the bird flew for a, a couple minutes. And release, releasing the bird is no metaphor. Release the bird. I released the bird onto the plaza uh, outside, and uh, the bird flew a few feet and kind of like looked like a, we're talking about a bird I saved today. Would you say it's a free bird? I would say <laughs> that the bird is, uh, I think the bird, by, by the way, there was a bird stuck in the plant where I worked today, and I found him, and I captured him and released him. The, um, the, I think the noise down there oh, bird. is crazy disorienting to a bird. Don't they the just let those used... canaries down there so they know well, right, if he dies right. that you should get out? Right. Exactly. <laughs> John, Canary in a coal mine. Right. You've never seen a bird in a supermarket? It's frightening. Doom, 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 canary. Yeah, you know, they don't, I, I've seen birds in a lot of places they're not supposed to be. Birds in a supermarket is the most and hectic, dodging, darting thing. It is frightening. Birds don't last. I'm no. all birds yeah. in the supermarket. <laughs> I cannot log a fly happily. <laughs> I'm a shat on some <laughs> special office. We, we have a feral cat in front of my family's house. And we're always feeding it. We're all like, oh, nice kitty, nice kitty. And then feral. I was pulling out <laughs> to go to this radio show, and this fucking feral cat, had, cat had a baby rabbit in its mouth. And I was like, you fuck. Uh, well, that's that's the circle of life, yeah. Tommy. I hate yeah. to break it to you. Yeah. Uh, this is a great Australian. Uh, well, you almost knocked off the radio show. No, this yeah, wow. that mic always on twist. That's uh, careful there. Careful. So anyway, the bird, uh, I, released, I released her outside. She flew for a couple of seconds, and then, like, you know, she's flying. She's flying good, but then, like, gets fucked up and fatigued really quick. She's flying good. And I'm like, I hope nobody okay, sees me. This will like, be on, like, the news. Bus. I'm, like, in my uniform releasing a bird. People are going to start screaming at me. The bird, man, like uh, Rockefeller of, Center. It's yeah. like a sign of peace. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be on TMZ. Wait, uh, what happened to John the John Houlihan. The bird flies, Birds. and it, 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 it tries to land like a plane without its landing gear. Like the feet never came down, and the thing he, you know, she just skated along the runway. But then she stood there and she looked around for about a minute, a full minute, and then she got up and flew again, like Regained flew into the, the window composure. of the restaurant, like oh all fucked up. I'm like, all right, I, I'm out of here. Yeah. I don't know. If I don't know what happened, but I am glad that the bird did not die down in a dark, dank plant. I'm sure she's probably dead now. If Once but again, being out, if you're gonna die, you want to be outside on a nice day, 85 degrees, sunny. If you're a bird. I just want to. I did my if best. You're, if you're ever, ever, ever accused of anything like malfeasance in your life, it's because you broadcast Tommy Rockstar's news. Isn't it I'm, time for Tommy Rockstar's news? No, I'm, it's not, actually. <laughs> I, I want to applaud you for doing the right thing. I'm accused of malfeasance daily, my friends. Malfeasance. Speaking, speaking from you being an ex exterminator, that was a very, very cool thing that you did, and right. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. right. After your raccoon story. No, man, I was, even when I was an exterminator, I would never just like... John Houlihan, friend to all living things. <laughs> friend to all. I would never stomp on a mouse. Patrick Walsh. That's awesome. Calling an Uber. That's terrible. I have empathy for our living beings. So I don't you. want to say, well, yeah. you know, even if the, the bird had no chance. The bird had no chance, but I had a chance to catch him and put him outside. That's, and that's great. The best that's I all can you do. can do. That's the best you can do. That's you, awesome. You'd waterboard a raccoon. No, it's not time for Tommy Rocks. <laughs> I, I had nothing to do with that, and the raccoon <laughs> have, escaped. <laughs> have any of you ever read or heard of the book Jonathan Livingston Siegel? It's yes. time for Mario's bullshit. Livingston. <laughs> yeah, Livingston. <laughs> Next time. My son is currently reading it to me in an English accent. Correct, really? Tron. It's all Tron, about bro. flying, John. Yo, like, Flying, John. <laughs> Jonathan, you can fly. 
Anyway, hello, like, John. Hello, gentlemen of the barrage. Like De- Desmond Bishop's father. Des Bishop's father when he's screaming at me in soccer. It's a passing game, John. <laughs> That's it. It's a passing game, John. John, you have been banished from the flock. <laughs> hey, speaking of Des Bishop, uh, I think it was Patrick who brought, to, or, or was it Tommy who brought to our attention, the uh, uh, him and Corey Colgannon got together. Yeah. And did a fucking live video for New York Times. Yeah. Hey, this is Corey Colgannon's eh? Oh, the Ramones. It was unbelievable. What, can you, like, speak Chinese? Corey Kilgannon sounds like uh, Soli's Tilda Swintron impression. <laughs> it was unreal. Oh. Yeah, so this is uh, Tilda Swintron. I'm down in Flushing, Flushing, Queens. Jonathan Richmond Siegel, thank John- you, God. <laughs> and, and Ryan, with all due respect, sometimes, sometimes Des, when it, it sounds like Ryan. Does he? Oh, really? Yeah. Seagulls. Oh, I never listened to the show. I'm like Johnny Depp. <laughs> or Bob I, Mould. I don't listen to my old album. I'm very sorry. Can I uh, say a few things and Pat can kind of just tell me to shut up and then we can go on with the news? Okay. Wrap <laughs> it up. Let's try it. Let's do it. First of all, happy Memorial Day weekend to you all. <laughs> Thank you. I'd all like right. to remind you. Some of us have to work this weekend. It's a Mary. commemoration, uh, it's a not a celebration. Let's move on. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. <laughs> what I I've had a terrible day week, Pat. I got no, hit in the young. face with a baseball what? at full speed. What? what? Yeah, can you see my upper lip? It was Are like umpiring a, a, a children's you look, game. You look, yeah, no, I am the assistant coach to the the little league team called the Domestic Cats. Yeah, what were you playing the T? Who's the uh, Who's the head coach? Gary Glitter. <laughs> And I'm there catching, warming up the pitcher, arguing with the, one of the guys, and trying to make the lineup. And and next I thing didn't I, do I it. look up, and the ball misses my glove and hits me square in the face. Oh, <laughs> Mario! I've been Careful. catching for a long time. I mean, this was this hurt. I started guard your grill. Immediately. Let's move on. Guard your grill. It was terrible. <laughs> It, uh, right on. <laughs> All right. Will you please play the old sports? The last thing I have to say is, last week I told you that I got called into the principal's office. Yes, yeah, I, I want to show you why. I want to show you why. Please, Tommy, pass that on to John right. because this what is, is what this? I was called into the principal's office for. Principal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's no joke. I didn't post that picture. Uh, let me show. see this flyer. It looks like it was okay. taped up to a telephone pole. Somewhere. Oh, my God. John, tell, tell the listeners what Here's we're Mario. At, uh, the man wanted for burglary here. It's a wanted poster. It's a wanted poster. It's, it's Mario. Me, is there anything you want to tell me? I thought she found out about the radio show. The above picture perpetrator. The above pictured perpetrator is. Uh, I like the NYPD spending some time on no. getting a grammar guy at in Kinko's. there. <laughs> Grammar guy's like, hey man, he's a there's a final proofreader. The above pictured perpetrator. That's that's solid English. That's TRN. The Etiquette. above pictured perpetrator. The above pictured perpetrator is wanted in regards to a burglary that occurred on five five two thousand sixteen at one seventy four. I didn't do it. Excuse me, people need to catch this guy. One seventy four three Gladwin Avenue. I know where that is. Within the confines of the one eleventh precinct. The above pictured perpetrator is wearing a navy blue hooded sweatshirt and a navy blue Brooklyn baseball cap. Damn. The above pictured perpetrator did remove jewelry from the above listed address. Anyone with information regarding the regarding the above subject. Call please, the num- number above. <laughs> please notify Detective Desmond Bodon. Really? At seven one eight two seven nine five two eight two. Or that, wait, what's the number again? It's the first time that's Detective Bozon. Oh, that number again is seven one eight seven one eight seven two two seven nine. Excuse me. Five two seven one two. Can I plug in? Yeah. Five seven seven. Investigator two, seven, Desmond one, seven. Bodon. 
He's com- he's a uh, command assigned to the 111 detective wow. squad. It's the, it's the first time that their hostage has been released for being too annoying. By the way, that's case number t- uh, 2016-104. Here's $5. Thanks for reading anything. Complaint report 2016-111-01456. I've, I've come across a, a way new fun game. But who's on the who's on the picture? Right, yes, cigarettes. it's you. It looks you like you. It the is point. me. It's Mario's it's on the picture. It is. Look at him. It looks a lot like him. He's got my ring. He's got my hat. He's got my little nose and the glasses that hang over it. My little nose. You know, with the glasses <laughs> cutting off the teeth. You of know my very nose. little. Oh, my God. Take a picture of this. It's got to be me. What's in the news? I'm living uh, a double life. Exactly. It, does, it does look like yeah, this. Yeah, Tommy, what's in the fucking news? Yeah, thanks. Right. And now, breaking news with Tommy Botstar. I'm Tommy Botstar, and here is the news. <laughs> Tommy, what's in the news? All right. News. Non-breaking news. <laughs> Tommy Rockstar. All right, Tommy, what you got? Right, what do you got? Okay, this is a story out of Pennsylvania. A Pennsylvania judge has ruled that comedian Bill Cosby must stand trial in a felony inci- uh, comedian indecent <laughs> assault case related. <laughs> Why to- does it say like sexual rapist yeah. Bill Comical. Cosby? Yeah, because we play buck buck. <laughs> Comical rapist. Writer, director, and actor Bill Cosby. Uh, really? Noted noted drugging of women guy. <laughs> yeah, noted rapist, actor, writer. Noted rapist. Top billing. <laughs> Must see TV. Relating to uh, allegations <laughs> that he sexually assaulted a woman at... Noted at, rapist, Steve Albini. <laughs> no, it's not true. After drugging He's a married her, man. <laughs> after drugging How much did he pay you? In 2004. <laughs> after drugging her in 2004. Uh, Cosby and his accuser... Uh, Andrea Costand uh, reached a civil settlement in 2005, but the, civil. but the case was reopened after a deposition Cosby gave that was unsealed last summer. Have you seen any of the footage? No. Have you watched any of the footage no. of that creepy fucking asshole laughing his fucking fat fucking during the deposition? Man boobs off. He's just grinning. I don't He's know like, about yeah. that. No, no, he is. He really is. Like, well, have I, you seen any of it? Like, know, an ordinary person would consider this a perp walk. And know, yet, meanwhile, he's grinning like he's grinning from ear to ear like a Cheshire fucking cat. I know you guys People on the chat box uh, disturbingly liking noted rapist. <laughs> <laughs> noted rapist, Bill Cosby. I, I felt like I was crossing a the line there, but I guess the chat box has reinforced me. Thank you, bros. <laughs> Thank me. I'm I know hilarious. you guys. I know you guys love Bill Cosby, so I love leading with the story. Uh, in that de- deposition, Cosby freely and openly admitted to giving women quaaludes. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I remember this deposition. In order yeah. to sexually assault them. Altogether, 58 women have accused Cosby of sexual assault. 58. That's a lot of quaaludes. 5'8". Yeah, 5'8". It's crazy town. Coming up next. We've done more shows than women that he's sexually assaulted. <laughs> what was the number on the quaalude? What number was on that pill? Seven. Point. No. The beleaguered comedian has his arraignment set for July 20th. The poor comedian. <laughs> if convicted. I, really I just didn't want to ma- uh, make light of rape is all I'm saying. Right. Understood. Uh, Noted. No, well, he's beleaguered. Noted rapist, though. <laughs> if convicted. Yeah, I feel bad for him. <laughs> Laugh if you want, right? The noted, bo- noted rapist is funny. The beloved comedian. It has been decided. Faces up to 10 years in prison. More on the story as it develops. All right. 10 That's years. Good. Let's hope. Uh, 10 years. What is he? He's like 76, 78. Yep. Let's hope for, a, you know, a, a a death sentence. Your Honor, any sentence is a death sentence for my client. <laughs> Bill don't Cosby. You, don't you understand? Dr. William just, H. Cosby. Don't you understand? He just wanted to give the kids the cookies. And eat the chocolate cake. Huxtable. <laughs> they said dad is great. They want us to eat Listen. the chocolate cake. 
At least he wasn't. Did like, you ever uh, get deposed in the right with the thing? Have you ever taken a woman back to your apartment, you telling her that you'd uh, give her a leg up on the industry and then shove something in her drink? Who's never done that? Who's with me? You know, you'd think they'd be more uh, appreciative of his uh, of, of him letting them into the industry. With the, with the fingering and the rape and oh, the clothes taking Slip, off and the nasty. Slippy Mickey do. <laughs> Try slipping, make it do. Everybody, everybody. All right, he's me. not Kingfish. <laughs> hello there, everybody. I didn't say it's Bill Cosby. There, I love the it's women. It's funny because he's it's done true. that himself. All right, let's move on before we're all crucified. Well, with the rape and the poke, in, and uh, I'm turning the mic off, Pat. The... <laughs> in related, in related news. <clears throat> A New York City man filming an... Related? Yeah. yeah. Related <laughs> to rape. Jacques says, who's his attorney, Seinfeld? <laughs> my client! <laughs> Stroked out Seinfeld is my lawyer, sir. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with picking hey, the Who's <laughs> In related news, a New York City man filming an innocent squirrel as he took a casual stroll through New York City Park inadvertently suffered major injuries when a second squirrel attacked him. A mentally disturbed squirrel. What? 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 Vermont College do you attend? <laughs> what? No. A do you need a safe space? I never said that. I said it. A. Okay, I'm going to start from the beginning. A New York City man filming an innocent squirrel as he... Uh, innocent squirrel. Innocent he, squirrel is my least favorite Billy Joel album. <laughs> as he took a casual stroll <laughs> through a local park, inadvertently suffered major injuries when a second squirrel attacked him as he was distracted in, in what authorities are calling an orchestrated attack by two villainous squirrely duo. <laughs> Double squirrel, teamed up. That's what it says. Uh, David Markovich uh, posted a video to social media showing footage that he filmed when a squirrel let him get uh, up close in New York City Park. Mm -hmm. Markovich marveled at the unusual close-up. <laughs> Markovich marveled. <laughs> Marvel. Uh, Markovich Markovich? He, Markovich he marveled Markovich. at the close-up shot that is he was able to get, apparently... What's from, that guy's name? What's his first name? Uh, David Markovich. Oh. Mm. That from the fearless squirrel saying, "Look at this guy, he's so cute." All of a sudden, a second squirrel, who was apparently stalking Markovich from atop a nearby fence, then lunged at the man and attacked him, bringing the video to an abrupt end. This is a common New York ploy. This one squirrel distracts you, while the other one rifles through your pockets. <laughs> I love watching rifles. Be, being Don Markovich, the squirrel attack story, and that's uh, my in, favorite movie, indie film. Yeah. Markovich, so so groundbreaking. <laughs> Being Don Markovich, <laughs> Being Don Markovich from Forest Hills, delicious. M Markovich was said to have suffered serious injuries to his head and eyes uh, from the orchestrated critter attack. And was oh, my head, my eyes, oh, my back and my neck. <laughs> and was my rushed to Mount Sinai Hospital for treatment. No word on the condition of the squirrels. Hospital? No the word on the condition of the squirrels. <laughs> Bill Bratron's dropping the ball. A fucking guy comes out the other day and goes, "You know why there's so much uh, police brutality? Because people Spicks. keep because people keep taking Whoa. taping it." He says, "He's like he's like uh, <laughs> no, spicks and n words. Oh, that's that's what the problem is." Yeah, dude. he's 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 like, uh, you know why uh, cops keep beating people up? Because we uh, someone's taping them. Because they won't <laughs> behave. You know why? So, Holy shit! You dude. know why exactly. people get shot at every plaza? Because it's rap Look, music. Every well. time you people pull that's out that cameras. Rap music Every time you people pull out cameras, my boys feel the need to perform. 
Right. They're, they're all artists at heart. They're we still- would never be beating people up, but you take out a camera, then they want to impress yeah. you. Keep taking pictures. That's the problem, That's what's obviously. Happening. This story is out of San Francisco. A group, of, pr- a group of pranksters what? confused visitors at the San Francisco you right into that mic. Museum of Art this week by placing a pair of eyeglasses on the gallery floor. If there art. wasn't a mic, he would never need to impress you. <laughs> TJ Katayan uh, shared photos of the prank on his Twitter page showing groups of the patrons observing the glasses while some even patrons fo- photograph them. <laughs> Katayan told TRNN that he and his friends came up with the idea after observing one piece of on display in the museum that they found puzzling. Quote, we ideas. St- we stumbled upon a stuffed animal in a gray blanket and questioned its authenticity, wondering if it was impressive or not as art. The group then decided to leave a pair of glasses on the floor to see what would happen as they watched in disbelief as several visitors gathered around to observe the art. You know, if you look at that, I saw this, and if you look at the picture on the floor of the, just the eyeglasses, mm-hmm. and all these people are standing around taking pictures, it kind of looks like a, uh, it's uh, Bernie Sanders is the floor. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's iconic It's glasses. one of those, you know, those, uh, you know what, are, what are those guys who draw stuff? Artists? For pro- promos? Like ad guys? What do you call them? Ad guys? Artistic fucking operating engineers? Airbrush guys? Yeah, it's one of those guys made that shit. One of those dudes. The men like dune buggies? Oh, graphic artists. Of course you like dune buggies. <laughs> Everybody likes dune buggies. Graphic artists. The men were surprised by both. Uh, Everybody's a graphic artist. Everyone's got Photoshop. You went to college for no reason. Exactly. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I hear all the time. Uh, my friend here, she's a graphic artist. <laughs> Good for you. You can't do what my friend Brian Musikoff does. I don't care how much. That's right. How much software you want? Pat's are a graphite right. artist. That's right. That's right. Is it, is it shove you off a stool? Here's a little tip from Pat, graphite <laughs> artist. If you ever back. if you ever have a key stuck in a lock, don't use WD forty. Put a little graphite, graphite. on there. Graphite. And if you don't have graphite shavings, take a number two pencil and pencil. rub it all over your key there. Makes You're sense. Goddamn right. right. And the shit'll work for like a year. That's right. That's right. This is the uh, last story of the night. So this is from India. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Here's Mumbai. a Hello my friend. Jonathan, you must fly. A drunk man who said he wanted to quote shake hands with a lion. That wasn't me. And then challenged it to a fight. <laughs> shake hands with a lion is my least favorite something album. Caused the <laughs> start. <laughs> it's a uh, midnight oil. It's, it's the follow up to Survivor's Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> shake hands with the lion. Yeah, Sh- right. Sinead O'Connor. Intimately. It's it's white lions comeback. Caused a stir at the zoo in India before pa- panicked officials. Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? Before <laughs> Perfect. They pulled him out of the exhibit. The man identified as 35 year old Tommy m- Rockstar <laughs> <laughs> of Roslyn Heights, Long Island. Uh, exactly. The Love man guys. identified as 35. Living, living the Rockstar lifestyle in <laughs> Roslyn. <laughs> year old Mukesh Kumar okay. reportedly ignored warnings. From a nervous crowd. Is That's he, what the dairy industry calls it. Like, yo, you, yeah. let's get some of that moo cash. Moo cash. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> as, as, as people who worked in the dairy industry, that's what we call right. it. We get double the size of this plane. Let's get that moo cash. Uh, exactly. As he, and a guy from Roslyn does not know how to pronounce that. <laughs> moo cash. Moo cash. As, as, as he jumped into the moat of the lion enclosure at the Niruhu Zoological Holy Park God. in Hyderabad. Somebody get this kid a passport. Sunday. Uh, the man said, quote, I wanted to shake hands with the lioness, <laughs> fight the lion. I, I would have accepted that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I wanted to we sh- have to wait this long for Indian food? You would have accepted this. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to shake hands with the lioness, fight the lion for her love, and then also end my life. 
Oh my goodness. Two marshals here now. That's the name of a feminist blog I read. Who added? <laughs> who added that he had been drinking with friends? Before. So a link to that in Jezebel. He who added he had been drinking with friends before coming to the zoo. What a surprise! Zoo officials uh, right. eventually pulled Kumar zoo out. Officials? You mean the dudes who officials. clean up the shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, zoo officials. Exactly. They have brown shirts. There's a big think tank in the zoo, <laughs> in the They're fucking zoo headquarters. Every morning yeah. they have a meeting with 20 people. Yeah, exactly. Go, How are we going to clean up the gorilla shit? They're, it's doing, like, they're doing bong yeah. hits. There's one guy, his name's Larry, and then like my in brother. India, his name is Larry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, Tommy, uh, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Brian, uh, you know Larry, right? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He lived in 2R, right above uh, Bruce from Adrenaline OD. We oh, Larry. So we go to zoo. Um, yeah. he, used to, he used to play horns in Less Than Jake. <laughs> <laughs> zoo officials eventually pulled Kumar out and took him into custody after the shock crowd began throwing objects into the exhibit to distract the lions. The, the zoo said now it would beef up security so no more shenanigans would occur. <laughs> we'll beef no things up around do, here. Do, do, exactly. do they know what shenanigans are in, in India? <laughs> exactly. Things are going to yeah. change around here, friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, who is more No more tomfoolery there. Who is, who is I mean, more, no more shenanigans. Who is more qualified to be alone in a cage <laughs> with, with, like, with a jungle right, animal? The, the drunk fucking an idiot? Or, person. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. We're going we're gonna to do everything within our power to no, make sure Indian people aren't no allowed in here anymore. We have animals right. of all it, kinds. Indian people, in India. Now, Tom, here's the sad part about this. This isn't the first situation like this in India where mm-hmm. people have walked into. I know where people haven't walked. Where people have walked into a goddamn. Yeah. Lion well, when there's no when, when all, all the water you have to drink is filled with feces, jump into the fucking lion cage. I'm no, with you, boy. It's not life. about the, one guy wore. Uh, he felt like a like, meat suit. Yeah, you know, remember that one? Mm-hmm. There was the meat suit. Lady I Gaga. Think that was a suicide one. But then there was another guy who felt like if he wore his whatever holiday it was where you wear the flowers around your collar, mm-hmm. he felt like... Flower if, day. Look, I think if you're going to do yourself... <laughs> if he wore that, he felt like he could enter a tiger cage and be unharmed. And right. The tigers ate the fuck out of him. This is what happens when you when you, when you you believe religion, you jump look, into a tiger cage. I'm with you, John. <laughs> Animals unless, unless you're Jewish and the tigers... Let, let's call unless Jay- you're Jewish and the tigers don't eat you. We let, all know this. Right. Let's call Jason Narduzzi back. I want to ask him about religion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the <laughs> All the animals Rest in, in peace, India. Father O'Flaherty. <laughs> Frankly, fr- as far as I'm concerned, right. these people weren't raised right. right. Well, if you as guys are Jewish, you would have to worry about yourself, lions. If you're going to kill yourself, make it like as lions little not of a problem for me. as possible. <laughs> Zoo possible. Like, yeah, kill yourself in a bathtub. Easy cleanup. That's right. what I say. Right. Z- make- easy cleanup, buddy. So you look like a man who could use a... <laughs> <laughs> what did the zoo officials say, Trip to Tommy? the zoo. Tommy, Tommy, go ahead. Go Easy ahead. cleanup. Impossible. No, go, go. You're a master Impossible. at this. I lasted two Just seconds. Go. I'm turning off everyone's mic. <laughs> this is one last sentence in the whole news. <laughs> no, you, you, <laughs> made it, you made it thus far. You've I done know, brilliantly. Right. Zoo curator Umbat Di Chobra. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> told. I go to sleep listening to his meditation <laughs> instruction. No, his name is not the funny part. That's the incense I use. His name is Be- not the funny part. Deeply told TRNN, quote, Suck the <laughs> this air is the, this is the funny part. Come on, guys. From now on, <laughs> the security guard, we will we will put one security guard posted in front of every single carniv- car, carnivorous, carnivorous animal exhibit to protect all patrons. And that's the news. They're going to take a guy and strap him to yeah. the back of a lion. You can't with, stop with the bungee stupid. cords and be like, we're paying you this. You can't guy. stop the stupid. Right. They will repel. 
Jump out of helicopters. You cannot stop the stupid at breaking. I've, I've been news to India. Everything's free roaming out there. I don't know what they're worried about. The animals are everywhere. Just step on the street and there's a lion. <laughs> Tommy, I will bring you in a, in, a, in a... Let me talk English. I will bring Good you luck. In, I will bring... I will bring you in a copy. I put out a comic book all about true zoo attacks. Hey, Pat, what's it. that saying? Let's move on with the game. Yeah, that's the news, guys. Thanks. Yeah, nice job, Tommy. Tommy. That's the news. Yeah. You are a champion, sir. My hat's off to you. It's like kindergarten teacher, dude. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you, play a date. Thank you, Bill Janovitz of Buffalo, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I had to isolate, and that's the news, and that's the news, and that's the news. You did have that. I remember that from the other week. Yeah. Thank oh, you. wait, here it is. And Thank that's you, the news, Jason. And that's the news, 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 and that's the news. Good job, Tommy. That's the news. Thanks, yeah. Jason. All right, Ryan, do you have a game for us this week, or what's going on? I a game for you. All righty. Yeah. We'd love to hear it. We're going to play the Fang game. Oh, all right. Oh. Thanks for playing another edition of... <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> That's cool. it. You win. Did you notice I have a package for you to deliver to Mr. Fang? No, he I... did not give me his address. He asked I me to give it to you. I delivered a package to Mr. Fang. <laughs> Do you mind bringing that T-shirt to Mr. Fang? And uh, that... I'll throw it in the back of my car, and I'll probably remember to give it to him next Tuesday. All righty, uh, Ryan. Uh, the Mr. Fang game. The Fang game. Yes, Mr. Fang. My... Uh... I don't think I could call him my assistant, Mr. Fang, anymore. He's what does he know? He's kind of your peer now, right? Yeah, you know, he's my associate, Mr. Fang. It's like, you're listening, kid. That. When I first saw you smash two corn cobs together, I didn't think you had it. <laughs> you got the but when I, when I saw you, when I saw you drive a Chevy into the wall at 55 and, and go through the windshield and hit the wall just for the sound, I knew That's you. That's when I knew you were. That was a, I saw talent. Why did you, you throw yourself down the stairs, Fang? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you? It's it's Foley, my boy. <laughs> People in the chat box loving Mister Fang. They're very it's excited. Chinatown. Uh, he'll, he'll be in soon. And uh, in the meantime, I brought his voice along with me tonight. We are playing a game because uh, Mister Fang oh. is rather young. Yes. And uh, he's uh, the ripe old age of twenty. I've played this game before. I love the so, Mister Fang game. For those who, have, who haven't heard this game before, uh, I'm surprised how much he does know. But yet again, I'm surprised how much he doesn't know. They mm -hmm. they call his his kind millennials. I, I, I've <laughs> heard of these people. And I yes. call an Uber. They call, they call it them millennials. Millennials. They so. say it's a bar in a garage. <laughs> so I asked him ten questions, and uh, he gave me his honest answer. There was no uh, funny business. We have to guess whether he knows it or doesn't know and it. And he's exactly right. Okay. That's exactly what's going to happen. We played right? this game before, right? We did. Yes. We so Mr. Fang is 23, you say. he. Uh, we, we're not sure what he knows or doesn't know, and we all, we'll have to guess whether uh, he knows it or doesn't know it. Right. A lot of these questions what, like, are going to be pretty... You know, uh, they're going to be pretty obvious to us because we've been there. We live. We we you know we're, we're almost we we're almost life. twenty years uh, senior to Mister Fang. Yeah. You know, eight, yeah. 17, 18 years maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot of time where you miss out on pop culture. Like, I know. Does a that's... guy does a guy like that know like what like uh, Gremlins is? Or like, yeah. you know, you don't know. 
right. most importantly and informatively, it's twenty oh, close to twenty years that we knew the stove was hotter before. Most you, importantly, you also let's have, move on with the oh, game. You also have to factor this in, though. Mr. Fang's a sharp guy. I think Mr. Fang yeah. is a super smart guy. We're not denying that. I'm no, but I'm, what I'm saying is that even if he doesn't know the answer, I think you have to factor in the that he could probably logically come to a conclusion that is, you know, like uh -huh, a good uh -huh. test taker uh -huh. kind is he of like thing. Spock on Star Trek. What the hell is this guy? A <laughs> I'm just saying. It's the opposite. That's He's like Ryan. Mario, give me a cigarette. Mario, that's highly. Oh, I'm so out of cigarettes. All right, it's the Mr. Fang game. Thank you. Mr. Fang game. I'm so out of cigarettes. Question number one that I asked Mr. Fang was... Guys, listen up. Hey, hey. Get him, Mario. Don't take that shit. Get him, Mario. Okay. I'm turning everyone's mic except for Ryan's off. He's molesting me. I'm trying to give you a cigarette. Go ahead, Ryan. We have a little order, please. It's me and you now. Question number one for Mr. Fang. The Miracle on Ice took place between which two teams in the 1980 Winter Olympics? <laughs> who's this going to? Yeah, who's this going to? This is going to Mr. Fang. And we have to say yes yeah, but or who, no. Who goes first? All of us. John, uh, will he know this or will he not? I think Mr. Fang is smart enough to deduce who the two teams are, and uh, I will say he knows. Okay. Tommy? Uh, just one question. How old is he? 25. Hmm. I'm going to say no. He wasn't born yet. He was born no. in 1991. I'm going to say no. No. No, no, Mary, you're keeping score, right? I say yes. Yes, Brian? and Brian? I say yes because there hasn't really been a, 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 a match. Yeah, let's move on with the game. All right. <laughs> good, 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 good. Let's hear what Can Mr. Can I Fang talk? Holy shit. I don't know. Can you? Short answers, lightning round. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm going to say yes. He knows it. All right, we're going to play the answer. All right, does Mr. Fang know who played here? in the Miracle on Ice? Yeah, that's the same one I oh, used that was plugged in. Go ahead. I believe it was, I believe it was Canada. Yeah. Oh, come on, Fang. Oh my God. I really? Canada, all right, all right, hockey Canada. I believe it was Canada and China. Jesus. Oh, Fang, I've lost all faith in you. Well, China, very well known who for their hockey. Tommy and Pat. Come on, Mister Fang. No, it was Sorry. you. It was uh, Tommy, Tommy and Pat. Tommy and Pat. Got that. That's right. No, and and John got it. No, I got it wrong. John got it wrong. Uh, I said he would do it. Oh. All right. Question number two. How many castaways were stranded on uh, Gilligan's Island? And the rest. <laughs> How many castaways? Wait, John's thinking. All right. Uh, Tommy, you go first. Petulantly. I'm going to say no. He's going to say like one off. All right. Pat. No. Mario. I know, but he doesn't. Uh, Brian. No. John. If it's a game of numbers and he's got to think on the fly, I'm not Mario sure. Mario didn't give an answer. He said, I know, but he doesn't. Yes yeah, or no? Yes or no. no. He, he, said said Pat. No. he said no. He said no. Okay. All right. Everybody said no. So Just far. smoke your cigarette. Shut up, Pat Walsh. John, I'm smoking your cigarette. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to figure it out yeah. myself yep. before I get my answer. John, what's, yeah. he, what's your answer? Uh, I think coming up with a specific number is, is kind of tough. I say he does not know it. Everybody says he doesn't know. Okay. Well, uh, let, me, let me just remember. Oh, no. You gave him time, you bastard. He's not Googling, is he? Nope. Yeah, uh, it know. was uh, seven. Oh, he's right. You got it right. No. Wow. We all got it wrong. Oh, we all got it wrong. You're the best. You can't doubt the Fang. It was yeah. Gilligan, the Tricky. Skipper 2, the millionaire and his wife. Can't doubt the, the Fang. Professor. The movie star. The monkey. Uh, who's who's hotter, Ginger or Marianne? Oh, mm -hmm. Marianne. I once farted at the beginning of Master Marianne. Oh, that's, a, that's a great question. I was first. Oh, no, it's not. Marianne. <laughs> no, I used to think Ginger, then Marianne for a little while. I'm back to Ginger. 
No, I think Marianne. As I get older, I like the gym. No, yeah, no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm a Marianne dude. Yeah. You guys oh, wear I, boxers or yeah. briefs? Yeah. I kind of like the professor glam. myself. We're not Which doing. Is, we're not doing the Marianne right. Ginger thing on this radio show right now. It's not I'm happening. Not okay. <laughs> that was the father I never had. So Question number three. <laughs> Move yeah. on with the game. Yeah. Question number three. Yeah. What is the name of the biggest hit by the hip hop band Digital Underground? Oh, he knows it. Ooh. Pat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna say yeah. Okay. Mario. Which is, eh, it's tough. I don't know it, but I bet he does. <laughs> really, Mario? You would know it if I played it for you. Try it for you. Yeah, you would. Okay, Mario says yes. Brian? Yeah. Yes. yes, he knows it. John? You know, I... Of I course, was, the answer we're looking for is the Humpty Jazz. Well, wait I, would I would like to, uh... I feel like I want to say he knows it, but then I want to go also go against the crowd. Wait, wait, wait. You can put it in. Like that. Ah, playing the game. Move on with the game. Look at that. Uh, he knows it. All right, Tommy. I'm going to have to go with everybody and say it's a unanimous yes. Everybody says he knows it. Anybody say he doesn't? Nobody. All right, here it goes. It's very pop culture. <laughs> Is it uh, turntablism? Oh, God damn it. Fang, man. Fang. Fang is stumping the Fang knows nothing about anything, man. Dang, Fang. He knows sure. there's seven people on fucking Gilligan's Island. That's true. Right? How'd you not know? How'd you not know? <laughs> Listen, that's to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. My uh -huh. name is Humpty. Uh, pronounced with an Humpty. Uh, oh, I know these guys. He had a big nose and glasses. So just let me introduce myself. My name is Humpty. Pronounced with an Humpty. And all the rappers in the top ten. Allow me to bump thee. All right. Is your car here yet, Pat? I like my oatmeal lumpy. Straight gangster Mac. Sometimes I get ridiculous. Yo, fat girl, come here. Are you ticklish? Look at me, I'm skinny. I'm a freak. Sweet baseline, dude. I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. They say I'm ugly, but it just don't faze me. I'm still getting in the girl's pants, and I even got my own new dance. Humpty dance is a chance. Question number four. Thank you. Besides Michael Jordan, name one player from the 1996 Chicago Bulls championship. Scotty Pippen. I know we can do that. Oh. That's I right. can't do two. Tony Kukoc. BJ Armstrong. Tony Kukoc. <laughs> I can do two. I can't do three. For three. So does Fang right, so Mario, know? Does Fang know Does he know question. one player? No, he doesn't. Team. Wait, is he a jock or not? No. I'm going to say no, Ryan. All right. John. Uh, can he name, name one other player from the Chicago Bulls championship? What, 96? One player 93? besides Michael Jordan. Oh, I, you know, my God. I say he doesn't know. I, I really don't like my answer. I haven't All been right. right yet. Tommy. He's got to know Pippin. Come on, dude. Say yes. Uh, Pat. Yeah. I'm going yes. All right. Wow, they could take the lead. Here's then. our answer. Is it uh? Jesus. It's not going to know it, it. Is it Shaquille O'Neal? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Finally, I got, one right. I got one right. Fang, you dope. We have a five-way tie. Yeah, don't rip me off, Mario. Five-way five tie five for of, last. We all have my one. favorite Minutemen album. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Sally's thing on Minutemen today? I did. I watched. I watched a lot of it and I skipped over some of it. it. Okay, I'll watch the rest later. It Fang, was ten you, minutes long. You putts. 
All right. Question Fif number five. 15 minutes long, John. Question number five. Name three characters from the James Cameron film Aliens. Does he know it? Three Ryan. characters. Wait, wait. Well, Ryan I'm Musical. I'm sorry, Ryan. What was How many characters does he know from Aliens? Can he name three? Can I can I okay, ask you a question, you know, Ryan? Is the does the alien count as a character, or you can't say? Well, I'm going to tell you he didn't say that. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. okay. Or, or if he can name the alien by right. what its he, he what its name by, is, what the species is. Jojo. He's can a film Ryan. He's a film guy. I'm going to say he does. Can you All call right. me an Uber from that thing that you have in your hand, <laughs> John? Uh, he can't name three. I can't. I can't name three. He yes, can't name can. three. No, can. I'm not a big no. aliens guy. I never really was into it. I don't know. I, I, you know, I like it, but Tom, I got nothing. I'm with John. It's too niche. No, he can't. Pat, absolutely, he can. Of course, he's a film guy. Mm. And Mario. Mario, this is tough, man. Does, does he count if he says Sigourney Weaver? Or does he have to know the <laughs> name? Yes, the character. That's a fair question. He's got to name the characters. I made. Well, we'll give him that one. That's uh, you know, it's it's you know, that's no it. No way. What do you say, Mario? All right, yes, yes, he can do it. He can do it? All so right. Pat, can you Mario, do it, Mr. Brian. Fang? Do it, Fang! All right, so you got Ripley, you got Hudson, Motherfucker. and you got Apone. God Fuck damn you. it. Fuck asshole. everybody. That's right. Really, he just knocked him off, Go just Fang. like that. Who got it? Go Fang. But he doesn't Fang. Scotty Pippen. Who got it? Um, I think it's Apone. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Fang, you've won two <laughs> tickets to Rodney Dangerfield. You you've won two tickets to Super Tramp. Value $40. All right, question number six. I love this game. Three-way tie for first. Who did Ronald Reagan defeat for his second oh, presidential wow. term? Oh, well, it's Walter Mondale, right? That's Correct. Right. And, uh, man, he doesn't know it. He can't know it. No one knows Mondale. Right, I don't John, see do him as a political job. wonk. I think he's interested in politics. I don't think that he would go back that far. He's probably, what is he born in, like, 80, 90? 92. Yeah, no, he's out. No, he doesn't know. No, no. No? Pat? Pat? No! Mario? Mario? I was a Goldwater girl. I know. <laughs> Mario, what, so does, does you know it? Take the lead. No, I say no. Okay, and I, I say no fucking way. All no's right. across the board. Yeah, yeah, ready. Um, was it, uh, was it Spiro Agnew? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, close, man. Yeah, the guy's close. close. Wait, I want to hear the reaction. Uh, was not it close. Spiro Agnew? It's not close. A.K.A. Grow a penis. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? Uh, was it A.K.A. Spiro rubber Agnew? penis? Oh. Was it Spiro Agnew? A.K.A. grow a penis. Oh, because it's... Uh, grow can, a you, penis. You, could re you can uh, reverse the letters, and that's what it says. Oh, Spiro Agno is a, grow uh, a penis, acronym uh, for... No, not an acronym. What do you call it? Uh, a word jumble? <laughs> jumble. Uh, 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 a palindrome? Tommy's been doing the junior jumble over there. Yeah. A palindrome? Junior jumble. <laughs> John, did you... Oh, never mind. I'm on a PM? <laughs> All right, everybody gets a point on that one. Jumble. <laughs> jumble. <laughs> Who sang the theme song for Married with Children? Oh, fuck. Oh, I don't, I don't yeah. even know the answer. It's Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Oh, love it. Uh-huh. I got it now. And I think he knows it for some reason. I think he's got it. I think Married with Children made a resurgence. He watched it on YouTube. He watched right. it, but he doesn't know. Also, anything media, movies, media, he's got. So I'm going to say yes, Ryan. Okay. Uh, are we going out of order? No. Oh, no, I don't go, okay. John. Right, go. Order, please. So, order. So, uh, he knows it. So you say he knows it. Yes. Uh, no. No. He knows it, Peg. Al, <laughs> let's have sex. My shoes hurt. No, Peg. It's a no from Pat. A man's home is his no. coffin. Oh. No, he's not. No, no, he does not know it. And Brian. Yeah. He knows John, it. what did you say, yes or no? So who said yes? I said no, he doesn't know. Everyone it. said no except I for Brian. I said yes. I said yes. Right. No, wait, I, said, I think I said yes. What was the question? Does he know does who he sang know who Frank sang? Sinatra? You said yes. Uh, yes, I said yes. Right. Two yeses. Me, me and Johnny. Come on, Fang. 
Come on, fam. Is it uh, Frank Sinatra? Yeah! yeah! Hey, Give me some love, Musikoff. Five down here. Musikoff takes sole possession of first place. Wow. That's right, Find my rich. Right. Three more Take questions. All right. Three more questions. You guys want to know the score or do you just want to? Cool, cool, baby. What comedian sc- appeared in the music video for Paul Simon's You Can Call Me Out? <laughs> oh, oh, we were. this was a hot topic. It before. always comes up. Whatever my question is, always seems to come These up These are before. great questions. That's funny. That was, that's completely random? Completely, ra- completely Coincidental? random. Coincidental? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who was the comedian? Yeah. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Uh, Chevy Chase. He's standing okay. right behind you. Oh, right. so, uh, wow, that's a, it is media. Does Pat, he know why, it? Is it entertainment? Does no! It's old, dude. It's you old 80s. No. I say no. And Mario. No, he does not. I'm going to say no also. John. Does he know what? It's Chevy Chase singing with Paul Simon in the 86 video. Oh, man. Oh, God. He knows who Chevy Chase is. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, I'm now, like, after two games, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like a Mr. Fang expert. He does not know. No, he doesn't. I'm going to say no as well. It's all no's like... across the board. Pat, we asked Pat? Was it uh, Billy Crystal? No. Yes. Oh. Okay. Where's <laughs> Robin Williams? <laughs> <laughs> Close. Oh, it, uh... He's in the wheelhouse. <laughs> is it, uh, is it, oh, hey, uh, uh, who, uh, uh, <laughs> Who's that supposed to be? I think he's making fun of Rodney, and we <laughs> will right. <laughs> now completely name? alienate uh, Mr. Fang from any future oh, broadcast. You, you always talk about him. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, oh, God. Uh... Shit, I'm drawing blanks, man. You put me on the spot like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, welcome to the barrage, Fang. Oh, uh, fuck. Uh, Ryan, can we just uh, play this game every week? Welcome to the Ryan game, so Fang. in my head, but I don't know his name. <laughs> M-A-I-R-O. Ryan, did you know what he was thinking at that time when he was trying to stutter no. for the words? Ooh, I'm not, <laughs> Come on, you know. He's got my name up there. I'm done. Patrick, what the hell is that? You mean, it ain't Patrick, too? Everything. What about Erica? It ain't everybody. Stupid. <laughs> That's a great drop, dude. You got to save that one. <laughs> All right. Second to last question here. Uh, who is the uh, nemesis for the Smurfs? Oh, I, it's Gar- Gargamel. Gargamel. Or, or Osriel. And he, you know, the fucking nerdy thing is throwing it off. I know. He might. Uh, you know, he knew I'm the Aliens him... characters. Exactly. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. If I can and... go out of, out of line here, I'm going to say yes. Right. Well, you, you, you think everyone can draw. John, <laughs> and, and people, people, people like the Smurfs who can't draw. John says yes. I, I need to ask Brian a question though. Like yeah. you know, Brian, do you look at people who can't draw like people who can't swim? Like what the fuck's wrong with you? Fuck them. No, it's like pop. <laughs> no, no, it's like popping a wheelie. Do you ever wonder why? Yeah, but do you ever wonder you why ride, you, you can, ride a wheelie? You can draw and someone else can't, and do you kind of look down on those people? Because I was punched in the head until I got it right. <laughs> Actually, no, that's, that's depressing. Inter- no, that's an interesting question. I think talent. No, I, I personally don't believe anyone is born with talent. It's how, it's how you you culminated. Yeah, you, you culminate right. right. I think it's a formative skill. Makes sense. I took that tact for a long time, but I believe. Listen, that it's all a big lie. Anybody can draw. Can you read and write? You didn't know how to read and write when you were Mario, born. I'm it's, very it's, it's how how no, you Mario. Apply. You're wrong. It's in I your head. It's can in... you write the alphabet? Right. You can draw. But you you've can't. been conditioned by society to think you can't, no. and you never pursued it. You're wrong. It's in your uh, brain. It's in uh, your brain. Yeah, you yeah, watch yeah, yeah. it, Mario. Those who draw well can process information differently, but at the same time, nobody can write the alphabet, right, but, and and that is a form of drawing. But Mario's different, also, le- Mario's right. different levels of that, Right, and right? John, John, yeah, to answer, hang on, wait, one second, one second, John, to answer your question, uh, and I say very, very formulatively, and I'm thinking about the ages of zero to... Maybe nine months, if even. 
the stuff that you acquire and gather in your brain then will contribute to whether you apply right, your but, patience but, to drawing or not. But are you saying that some people's brains aren't wired like that? Like Mario goes to class. No. There's Larry no, and there. I'm going to say you, no. how you apply it. Listen, no, Liz, listen, listen to me. There's Larry and there's Harry. They sit in the same two seats. Harry works his ass off, practices drawing 24 hours a day. Larry could just draw a fucking unicorn like it's nobody's business. There's, right. That's, uh, how do you I explain totally that? Agree, totally because, because things happen differently in their very early formative stage, <laughs> where he applied his patience differently to a more of a, Guys, a motor skill. Guys, this is some chicken and the egg type No, 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 no. To, listen, to like more of a motor <laughs> skill where he could apply his hand-eye coordination. And draw better versus where Mario could hypothetically like but like Brian, dunk a basket. Brian, wait a minute. What about shoot a basket? What about IQ, intelligence uh, from the womb? Like what you know? Like what if you you can be born with different levels of that? No, it's all in, it's uh, yeah, much later so in life. It's much later in life. As a child, either you're drawing, you're drawn to drawing or not, and you find that your brain kind of. Processes so you're saying it's right. an application if you right. apply but at yourself. the same totally. time, everybody's totally. illiterate when they come into into that formative years. And then it, they're taught this thing called the alphabet, which screws up but your ability to draw. Learning to read and write rewires your brain right. so that you can't really see the world. You learn how to categorize the world I'm with and see symbolically. I do this for a living. Uh, I well, take sixth graders yeah. every year and I, I also, give them an evaluation. Yeah, right, right. You're Tommy, making a lot of sense. Wait, wait, one second. Tommy, also, uh, it's, it's like wh what, when you say intelligence like, or smarts, like what specific oh, avenue? Just the last thing on the topic because we are in the middle of the Ryan game. Is, yeah. Oh, yes. Is that, look at, I, I don't have an air horn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Da Vinci, for example. It, that's not just No, gathering. the guy. Yes, he, it is. He, yes, did, it is. he that's, worked that's hard and pulled himself up by his Extraordinarily applied skills. Genius person level brain. Say what you will. Hey, I'm not going to. Fuck off. I'm not going to sit here idly while you two fucking talk shit about Da Vinci. And <laughs> he applied. Well, I'm done. Tommy, listen. I'm done. Done. Okay, anyway. Ryan. Let's get back to the game. <laughs> Ryan, yeah, I can teach anybody here right. how to draw in five right. easy Impossible. lessons. Hey, I don't know. I've seen, I've seen your art. Hey, you I can probably say teach yourself. John, I, John asked us. Ryan, I'm sorry for interrupting Those who can't do. You know? okay. I sorry. can't <laughs> say that singing is the same because I don't think you can teach somebody to sing. I What's mean, the not, not in a punk rock band. I mean, okay, tone deafness, harmony, and with pitch, and and just to yeah, sing. But you can better yourself. I you agree know. with John on this one. Ryan, yeah. I can't believe that Mario. Ryan, has what that, is what is Fang? View. Ryan, what is Ryan Fang? What does Fang have for What's, us next? Teach so, singing, singing is Mario? people on the yeah. chat box saying this episode is stressing them out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone having, a, everyone's getting a tummy ache. Key rice to Mario. Stop. Here we go. So Shush what's your answer, man. Mario? You Five easy lessons. I will teach you Shush how to draw. Shush with that already. What's the question? <laughs> I asked it 20 minutes ago. Who's oh, the that. nemesis for the Smurfs? Oh, does okay. Mr. Fang know? Yes. You know that. That's how it's on. I'd say he does, yeah. In order to win, I will say no, he doesn't. You have a lot of editing to do, my friend. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, right. I don't edit. No, I th yeah, he knows who Gargamel is. John. Or Osriel. Osriel counts, right? He, he knows. No, Gargamel is the... No, no, it's Gargamel and Osriel. Both are nemesis. You're out. It's Gargamel or nothing. <laughs> it's Gargamel. Even I knew that. Yeah, I think he knows. Arch nemesis, not nemesis. Arch nemesis. Go ahead, Ryan. Does he know? Um, I answered. Uh, I answered uh, correctly. I said uh, no. And the I'm, answer is yes or no. I'm. I said no. Pat says no. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> no. I'm going to say yes. He knows. And John, what do you say? Yes, for the millionth time. Yeah, right. I say yes. Oh, ready? You getting upset with me? Uh, was it? Uh, was it that, that weird? That weird wizard guy? Uh, yeah, baby, come okay. on, do it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Gargamel. Yes. Yes. yes! No, no, Tony. That's, yeah, a, yeah. that's when you're rolling the dice and crafts, and the seven is like teetering <laughs> another, and it turns yes, up. Right. It's another music off Hulahan. Yeah. yeah. So, and one more question, and what's, right what's the score situation? I don't know. Music person, loves ahead. There's only one person who can tie 
Me. Brian, and that would be John Houlihan. I gambled Let's and do I, it. I knew he knew Gargamel. What an idiot. I got that right. I'm out. Brian got it, it right. John it, got took it, right. Him, it took him a bit, but he Only got it. Only John he got and it. Tommy. After getting the fun. first three wrong, I'm going to roll. <laughs> Last question. Next three Tommy right. has six. John has five. The rest of us have four. Wait, what do I have? Is Brian in the lead? Six. So, we're, so we're tied. It's Brian and I are tied. Last question. Last no, me. Question. You said that. John has five, and he has six. And what do Tommy, I have? you have four. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Last question. Who played the Penguin in the 1960s oh, TV series Batman? He doesn't oh, it's know. It's Burgess Meredith. not. It's Burgess Meredith. He doesn't know that. The nerd thing is bothering me, though. Well, yeah, me, no, music me too, off. Me too. I'm going to do a little poker face here. I'm not going to tell you what I'm thinking. It's really oh, no, I'm going to say he does not. Does not. All right. Okay. So the, here's some game strategy, right? He's so going to say he's going to say Danny DeVito. Here's my game strategy. If I say <laughs> the same thing as Brian, you lose. No, I don't lose. Yes. Oh, I lose if I'm, I get it wrong. Right. That's right. One behind. You better go contra. I'm going to say he. He's thinking Danny DeVito. Go contra, Captain. It's the only hope oh, for a tie. You're right. All right, I'll Play say. Some he, poker. I'll, oh man, yeah, Meredith's right. He, come on, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Burgess he fucking Meredith. No fucking way. He it's doesn't a know. No brainer. Come but on. you got to go contra. He's in the movie I, industry, though. You and I, he doesn't. Yeah, but he again, a different generation removed. Shit. I like that. And if I go with Brian and we're both right, I lose. It's a burnout. That's 60, right. 40 material. This is like that's a poem. And if I go with Brian and I, we both win, I lose. That's right. All right, so I have to say yes. Go contra, dude. I got you. Game theory. Here's the answer. No. I say no. Oh, that's was easy. It's a it's it's a Stanley Tucci. Ah, Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. We need a tiebreaker. No, we don't. Yeah, John. John disagreed with you. Tied. No, no, I lost seven to five. Now. Yeah. You went with him. He's out. No, I went no. against him, but he got it right. Stanley Tucci? Yeah. No, no, wait a second. Wait a minute. You, Stanley Tucci is... No, no listen, no. idiot. Brian Ma- Brian Brian Mr. Would... Fang is not here. Brian said no. <laughs> Brian said he would so not. So he had know, to say he yes. Said he would. My car oh, is I here, you so... Said yes. What a man to be to be to be to be Congratulations, Brian Musikoff. Good job. You know Fang like no other knows Fang. <laughs> no one knows Fang. Good job, Mr. Fang. All right, good job, everybody uh, listening out here on Radio Note, live from the Barrage every Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you, Chat Box. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, M A I R O in the Chat Box, whoever that may be. Next week. <laughs> Learn to draw in five easy well, steps. Wait a minute, Mario. guys. Is there there's there a show next week? Yes, the show next week will Let's feature oh, yes. live and in person Kyle and Rob from the band Wax Eater from Louisville, Kentucky, and also wow. Stephen Soley. Look at that noise. Live again in the studio. Oh, my a triple God. threat. Imagine the mess that's going to be. Mario, good luck. I'm um, going to bring an extra set of mic. Where's that? Where's the bong ripping girl? <laughs> uh, the week after, I believe. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Was there like 12 people in the studio? I may I might not be here. I'll, I'll release a mic here for that. All right, we'll figure out what we'll what's see. happening. We'll figure it out. I'm this just week. so psyched to see them again. I love those guys. Are they going to play poker with us? Oh, Thank you, Jason Narduzzi. Go to Merge Records and buy Bob Mold's latest album, Patch the Sky. Also, go see him on tour. Thank you, Tommy Rockstar. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Rich. Is Rich here? Rich no, isn't here? No poker, baby. I'm here, John. Thank you, Mario. Thank Mario you, John Asar. Lillahan. It's good to see you, my friend. I miss you. Now it's time to go home. Let's play poker. Yeah. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Three-handed. Me, you, I, and Tommy Rock. I Rockstar. tried to kill this game. Wait a minute. The, it's a podcast, holiday. And now look what happened. Poker <laughs> Wait a minute, is gone, John. and the podcast still goes on. John, it's a holiday Kudos weekend. Kudos to you. Do you, you got to work or no? Yeah, I have, to, I have to get up at 5 o'clock. Oh, fuck that. 
Yeah, holiday, no, holidays job. don't matter in our, in our industry. You've made quite a little podcast here. You've got quite a success for yourself. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week with Kyle Romp and Stephen Soley. Oh, oh it's going to be a mess, a drunken mess. I'm going to have a heat of beat about a booty of my boo. What? I'm going to have a heat of beat about a booty of my boo.
the box. Put it in the box. Put it in the box. Put it in the box.